The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. Is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, if all goes as planned, the showdown is here today and tomorrow. The showdown on Capitol Hill. And it is getting far bigger and far more out of control than a Supreme Court nomination vote or a confirmation vote should be. Far more crazy than it should be. Over the last couple of days, more and more, more and more people have poured into the Capitol and around Capitol Hill, and it was a circus NC yesterday, and it's going to be like that even more today. Tomorrow is another one of those strikes and go to D.C. and all of this nonsense. This is a Supreme Court hearing for a guy who is absolutely qualified, whose questions about his past are loose at best, being questioned by people who have true problems in their past and yet this is where we are so showdown today looks like there's probably going to be a cloture vote today and then probably the confirmation vote the vote to confirm or not would likely be tomorrow so it's going to be pretty rough and i am i'm now really torn on brett kavanaugh i have been thinking about this the last day or so and it's been kind of building and i'm struggling with some mixed feelings and maybe maybe you have as well and I'd like to hear your thoughts, uh, certainly on the Twitter, hashtag what I learned today at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. I'm just struggling with mis- mixed feelings about his confirmation now. Based on everything we've been through, is this really what we want? I would prefer somebody more conservative. I'm, I'm just not that passionate about him. But I'm torn because... I really want to see him get confirmed just to stick it to the knuckleheads. I'm really, really struggling with this. When they announced him, I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. He's better than Merrick Garland. Better than Sotomayor, Kagan. All right, fine. Nowhere near Neil, uh, near Neil Gorsuch or somebody like that, a Sam Alito, a Clarence Thomas. But I was like, meh. All right. Not what I'd hoped for. Fine. But now I really want to see him get confirmed just to watch the knuckleheads melt down. They have made a mountain out of a molehill. There is nothing to this. No reason they should be this upset. Nevertheless, they are this upset. How silly. How stupid. Have you seen this? Have you seen the melting down? Oh, yeah. Yesterday was awesome. Oh, I have, I have uh, Orrin Hatch. Oh, it was. Do we have the, let's get to the Orrin Hatch clip, by the way. Um, yeah, crazy. It was so cool. I think it was 302 arrests made. Oh, you're talking about all the arrests in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have the uh, the actress and then the other one who tends to be a comedian. <laughs> and uh, You also had uh, one of the chicks from uh, one of the music videos by um, Blurred Minds. Uh, she was like, oh, today I got arrested. And then Benny Johnson, which mm-hmm. I love Benny Johnson from um, I- IJR. He goes, no, you weren't. You volunteered to get arrested. That's 
different. Yeah, you you volunteered. And by the way, all your little trouble, the, these people that are bitching about the actresses and stuff, they're the ones who really tick me off. The actresses and models. You guys have absolutely put yourself out there to absolutely. make money off of being objectified and continuing the narrative that women are objectified. Yes. And as much as you want to say, well, that was my right. And I did. You're, you're, you're right about that. Right. Yes. But you're also continuing the narrative of something else that you supposedly hate. Objectifying women. Stop it. Knock it off. You're part of the problem. Stop it. Watching a meltdown, though, has become the spectator sport for me. And I really wish I was in D.C. this weekend just <laughs> to watch it. Um, we had the Jeff Flake confrontation where the couple of women stopped him oh, yeah, the in elevator. the elevator where yeah. they wouldn't let it close. And Jeff is such a wuss. This is, no, this, he's, he's not a sensitive, nice guy who struggles and wants to do good things. No, not. He's a wuss. He's a guy who cannot control his own emotions. What they did in that, and it wasn't about him being on camera and worried about his political career and his image. That was not it. No. You could see and you could see him at those hearings where he was pained and troubled and I just I don't know what to do. Stop it. You've got to make tough choices, and you shouldn't have been in the Senate unless you were able to do that. Every parent knows this. I Sorry, you can't do that. There are times children want to do things that are dangerous. Yeah. But I want to drive the car at four. You can't. Sorry. You can't let them do it, and you've got to make tough choices as much as you don't want to see them cry in the same thing here. So Jeff Flake in the elevator refused to say, ladies, step back or I'm calling security. Yeah, that's all he had to do. And he obviously hires weak people as well because the women who were with him didn't say, ladies, step back step or back. I'm calling security. <laughs> they didn't do this. Why? Uh, because he's weak. He's a wuss, and that's who it is. That apparently um, is not the case when it comes to Orrin Hatch. Ooh. Not only did Orrin Hatch uh, tell him what for, so mm. did his people, because it was the <laughs> same scenario. These people are just banging around in the little um, hallways down there under the Senate and just standing by the elevators trying to get him in those you know captive moments. Because they know all you have to do is keep putting your hand out there. And that's it. That's it. You put your hand out and it stops the elevator and they're going to be stuck there. And it's going to take a while for security. So you're just going to get them in an uncomfortable moment for a while where you can film them looking stupid and you become a hero that continues this silly little narrative. You'd post it on your social media. So they tried this with Orrin Hatch and a little difficult to hear what Orrin has to say, but I think it'll work here. Why aren't you? Why aren't you brave enough to talk to us and exchange it with us? Don't you wave your hand at me? I wave my hand at you. When you grow up, when I grow up, we grow you up. You and I grow up. How dare you talk to women that way? How dare you? That first hold it, hold it, hold it, one second. So, of course, they confront him or whatever, and he just waves them off. Puts ah, his hand I just like, love like the first back. wave is like fantastic. It's just like, go away, go away. I don't ah. have time for it. And I'm good with that. I'm fine, you know. And I'm fine with him yelling questions as whatever. But when you're blocking the elevator and stuff like that, you yes, got to go. Just go. You just go. So he says to him, when you grow up, I'll talk with you about this stuff. Oh, come on. You know okay, you know what? I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you. You people are not acting like grownups. You're acting like petulant children. You know that hurt. And that pestilent hurt. children as well. That hurt like right here. Oh, yeah. When, when you, they hurt it, when you grow like, up, uh, did you? 
killed. How dare you? And you hear the difference between the the faux outrage and yes. the actual outrage. Yes. This is all a pageant. It's all stage. I was in. How come you're not talking with us and whatever? And then when he says, and we'll start it from the beginning again so you can hear. When he says, when you grow up, you can hear him just poof. It just triggered. <laughs> I did not know that all it took to trigger a feminist is grow up. Well, it doesn't take much, but listen, listen right here we go. Why aren't you why aren't you brave enough to talk to us and exchange it with us? Don't you wave your hand at me. I wave my hand at you. When you grow up, when I grow up, we grow up. At the end, the arrested stuff was coming from his staffers yes. who were like, step back off away from the elevator or you're going to be arrested. Did you hear the security. guy at the end? Do you believe women? <clears throat> really, dude? Really, dude? Right. Come on. Just stop it. So, love it. Love it. Love it. So this is the reason I'm torn. As far as Brett Kavanaugh, the candidate goes, eh. <laughs> All right. Meh. Better than some others. Yes. Middle of the yes. road. I have hopes that maybe he'll lean to the right even more when he gets in, but mm-hmm. he has some serious flaws when it comes to his thinking about freedom. If you look in his past, he still wants a little bit of that Republican control as opposed to freedom and, you know, um, constitutionalist, but, uh, but better than others. But man, to see these people melting down <laughs> and it's, it's not just that I want to see people in pain. That's not it at all. No nah. true people suffering. Any of these people I'm eating public away from that, whatever. Tell me a problem. I'm going to help them out. I'm doing anything I can. You tell me you went through something, somebody attacked you, whatever. Of course I'm going to stand with you and whatever. That's not what we're witnessing here. That's not the people I'm talking about and seeing, enjoying them melting down. That's not it. These are the useful idiots. Some of them know that they're the useful idiots because they've been paid by organizations Mm -hmm. like Soros, the the Soros-funded organizations and their offsprings and the ones that they're affiliated with and so on and so forth. They know that. That's the, the people that confronted Jack Flake, likely these people. Same thing. They know this isn't real. Folks, remember, what you're seeing from these people that are pissed off, most of it is not real. It's just not. Look around your office. Look around your organizations, your home, your neighbors or whatever. Is that what you see? (laughs) Do you see those people? Because most of us are not seeing a lot of them. And it's not just what we surround ourselves with conservatives. I'm around a lot of different people. And even those that are opposed to Brett Kavanaugh, even those that believe, you know, in this patriarchal society are not that They're not doing that. They're not melting down. That is primarily a pageant. They're paid, and then they gin other people up and get them hysterical, pushing lies, Mm -hmm. a BS narrative, the agenda, in order to create more and more for the purpose of the midterm elections. (laughs) No. We know this. Now, there are some that are that hysterical because they've been ginned up by those other people, but this is not real. And when you see the sea of people tomorrow, remember... That's not real because you will see it today and tomorrow at the Capitol. Did you see him put up the barricades? Yep. <clears throat> yep. Especially at, uh, at wherever they arrested like the 302 people yesterday, they have like barricaded already. Around there. the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put up the barricades. These are barricades that they usually only uh, put up for special events like the State Marches, of the Union. Yeah. 
even the states of the U- the state of the union addresses are limited with the barricades they put up or in inauguration they'll put it up to make sure people funnel through security and stuff these are rare they in fact i don't know how i don't think they're They've ever been put up for anything other than a special event, any mm-hmm. other even protest. That's how ginned up this is. And remember, we've been, they've been fanning these flames for a couple of years. It started before Trump even got elected. Inauguration Day was gargantuan. And then immediately following that, it was the kitty cat hat ladies. Yep. And Linda Sarsour and the others who are well represented there saying the most outrageous things. We could document for hours and hours nothing but the stupid and outrageous and anti-American and anti-common sense crap, yeah. anti-logic that has been spewed just in the last week with people out on the street. Absolutely. The Linda Sarsour and the other activists that are supporting her just saying crap like white women are being kept down by their white husbands and they need to stand up and just nonsense. It's a pageant. It represents a very, very small percentage of Americans. Think about that. They're going to show you a sea of people. And they'll mm-hmm. show you the right camera angles and whatever to make it holy moly. Look at how many people. And then they'll probably, if it's a big march outside, well, we talked to the Capitol Police and they've <laughs> estimated it to be 45 quadrillion people. That's what yeah. they'll tell you that stuff. When the truth is, when you look at it, the most that will show up, the most couple hundred thousand maybe that's that i'm over over expecting let's let's say it's let's say it's a million people there are 330 million people in america (laughs) just to put that into perspective how few people are there and remember many of these are paid many of them are bust in look at the the manufactured signs and all that stuff. Even the handwritten ones, you could tell that they're mass produced. Oh, yeah, they're professional. You could, you could see them. Yeah. I mean, they're made to look like they are just the average sign. Out. A person just you know took pen to, to poster board out there. It's a pageant. That's what's going on. It's not real. So I'm not just hoping to see people in pain and upset. That's not it. I'm hoping to see these knuckleheads melt down because they're melting down over something nonsensical. Again. He's not the uber conservative. If you said you melted down over Gorsuch, I'd say, well, I can understand that. You were kind of wronged about the pick, and he's more conservative. But about this, this is nonsense. This is truly a child crying over spilt milk. What do you just clean it up? It's not a big deal. How many times do you say to your children when you're like, why are you crying about that? It's not a big deal. Look at this. Whoop. Solve the problem. It's done. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Melting down. Melting down. All right. Uh, do we have the Chris Cuomo? I got a piece of Chris Cuomo audio last night where he interviewed Alyssa Milano cookies. <laughs> She's at the front and center of this thing, and I've shared or tweeted at her and talked about her on the air just because she is the poster child now for this stuff. All the, the mainstream media keep pulling out. She was on Fox on MSNBC, CNN, she's making the rounds because she's an actress. It's a name people know. And she was at the beginnings of the Me Too movement, not the original hashtag, but she's the one who pushed the whole thing or whatever. So she's out there and, of course, at the Supreme Court uh, hearing with Kavanaugh and Ford as well. So Chris Cuomo is talking to her about it. We'll get to some points that she makes in a minute, but I want you to hear Chris Cuomo's argument about wrong temperament. They have shifted from... Well, he's a sexual assaulter, still out there a little bit, but shifted to temperament 
and alcoholic and all of this stuff and lies, but really temperament. And I find that funny because they're the ones who pushed him into having the wrong temperament by really making up lies about him. But Chris Cuomo has a different take, basically saying that Dr. Ford was so reserved. You know, she was a woman who should have been so upset, and she wasn't. And Brett Kavanaugh was just the opposite. But then shows how you know Brett Kavanaugh is lying. Oh, okay. Okay, Okay. because of his temperament. Listen. Yeah, look, the irony wasn't lost that Christine Ford was someone who was coming from a place of pain and was so poised. And he was very pained when he should have been showing poise. Okay, hold hold it right there. Hold it. Now, it sounds like he's saying the opposite. He's not. We'll want to start that at the beginning again. It sounds like he's saying, you know, she was, uh, should have been pained and showed poise and he should have been the exact opposite, which he didn't really say that. And then number two, why should he be showing poise and not pain? And why should she not be, why should they not be doing the same thing? She claims to be a victim and upset about it. Okay. Painful. Got it. Okay. So whether she shows poise or not whatever and the same thing with brett kavanaugh he has been victimized by this stuff especially given the fact that none of this has been proven and he should have shown poise okay maybe as a nominee for the supreme court but why wouldn't it be the same why wouldn't they both get equal praise for the way they showed poise or didn't or the same expected of them why why wouldn't you okay listen again was someone who was coming from a place of pain and was so poised and yes he was very pained when he should have been showing poise because if you didn't do something, your calm is often a, a function of your strength. There you go, it, Chris. There you go. If you didn't do something, what? your calm is often a part of your strength. <laughs> Chris, break that down. If you didn't do something, okay. your calm is a source of your strength. The source of your strength? No. No? no. What does that mean? If you didn't no do idea. something, your calm is part of your strength. I have no idea. What, well, back that up. Just that piece again. I want to hear that again. So again, if you didn't do something, mm-hmm. if you didn't do it, your calm is part of your strength. Here we go. Listen. Because if you didn't do something, your calm is often a, a function of your strength. I'm sorry. A function of your strength. There it is. If you didn't do something, your calm is a function of your strength. Chris, did you murder anybody yesterday? No, I did not. Okay, and you're very calm about that. Yes, I am. Because your calm is a function of your strength. There it is. Now now you understand it, right? Now you understand what he's saying when he combined the words that way. (laughs) Were you calm about it? Yes. Was it something you didn't do? Yes. And was your calm a function of your strength? I guess, Dr. Thompson. I guess. I don't even know what the hell that means. That makes no sense. Can I clean it up for you and explain what he was really saying? Please. He wanted to say, this is, he was heading down this road, because if you didn't do something, you wouldn't get upset about it. That's what he was going to say. If you didn't do something, you wouldn't have gotten upset. If you're innocent, why would you get so upset? upset? But then he realized, whoa. I can't say that. Falsely accused, you're pretty damn upset too. Yeah. By the way, and I have said this over and over and over again for years on the air, even when conservatives have criticized people, you do not know how people are going to react to accusations. Oh, yeah. You do not know how people are going to react when they're accused. People, I could tell he was guilty. Did you see how he acted? No. 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 Nope, you cannot. No. They, he would have been Stop more it. upset. He would have been less upset. No. Nope. None of that. Nope. Did you see the husband that he's accused of murder? Did you see how calm he was? 
No, people react differently when they find out horrible, horrible news. Some people melt down. Some people are very strong. Whatever. But he wanted to say that, yes. but knew he couldn't get away with it. So again, listen to that. listen to how he twisted. That ends up making no sense. <laughs> if you didn't do something, your calm is often a, a function of your strength. <laughs> Way to go, Chris Cuomo. Way to a, go. And he got a brand new TV show. Good job, yeah. CNN. Nicely done. When you listen to these people and actually break it down, often it makes no sense. Absolutely. So many words, and it makes no sense. All right, quick break back with more of this and some of your tweets coming up on The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson all right we got the tweets now with the hashtag what i learned today hashtag what i learned today get them into us it's at doc thompson show at real chris cruz you guys screaming pig saying this is all a movement a bowl movement a bowl movement i think he meant to say a bowel movement how's that spelled uh b-o-w-l is that how he spelled it yes Mm. okay right is that bowl or is that bowel no you got it Nailed no, it. No, come on. No, you got it, it. You got it. Yeah, it. Of course. Yeah, of course. You got nailed it, Chris. Nailed it. You got it. <laughs> this What's the matter? What? Because I feel like I did it wrong. No, you, Chris, Chris. Hey, buddy. Buddy. No, buddy. Don't you, buddy. Chris, me. you did it right. You got it right. He spelled it wrong. You got it right. Did Jacko Pokemon tweeting out what I learned today? Alisa Milano cookies? Activation <laughs> phrase received. Awaiting further orders. Great leader, dog. <laughs> I mentioned yesterday too. You know, you know why I call her Alyssa Milano cookies? <clears throat> because she made the cookies. I've got to put something in and around saying her name to keep oh, me from to, just going completely it. angry, Doc. And I go, "Damn it, Alyssa Milano cookies, cookies." Um, kind of tamps it back down there. You know what? <clears throat> if it wasn't for the craziness, mm-hmm. she would be like super hot. She just, no, no, she would not. She's, she's on hot no. level now. No, she's not. She used to be in that zone. Now, yeah, I mean, she's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, she's not ugly or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about we say it like this? For her age, she's very attractive. Okay. I'll give you Are you that. okay with that? I'll give you that because that's your For perspective. For her age. That's your perspective. My perspective is she's hot. Your perspective is. Neil. For- Neil, I'm going to need some help on this one. <clears throat> I'm with you, boss. Would you, do you think she is hot? Uh, and yeah, do I? So and much, should really. we be adding the addendum for her age? Uh, okay, yeah, for her age, I guess. Gravity, Chris. Gravity. Gravity. What? Gravity has gravity. nothing to take down. <laughs> gravity. There's nothing to take down. With it's her. taken everything down. No. Oh my gosh, Doc. Chris, on all of us, every second of every day, and over time. Well, You're, of course. Okay, if you put it that way, of course. Of course. Counts. But she, there's nothing. How that old you, is she? I don't know. Is she thirty? She twenty five? She twenty one? No, she's not. So gravity, even if you don't realize, she's forty five. She looks oh my great. Gosh. 
Oh. Okay. Okay. Wait. Hold it. No. 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 Right. Hold on. For her age, she looks great. I'll give you that. But you can't. Just, you're gonna put her next to some twenty-five-year-old uh, starlet out there. Stop. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. No. I'm not embarrassed. If you add for her age, I'll give you that. Who is the other chick that was out there that got arrested? All the the, the model. Um, Emma She's Rack. pretty hot. She is legit hot. She's pretty hot. Oh, I can arrest mm-hmm. her any day. And I, I uh, of course, am saying this not because it's not true, but or, or just because it's true, but also to trigger them completely. Oh, absolutely. When she posted, I just got arrested today. I just put, wow, she's hot. I know. I saw that. I liked it, too. I liked that. Well, she's hot. I would encourage more people, men and women, to mention how hot they are. Oh, yes. And and things then Then like, um, right, because I really am looking for some triggers this week because I'm going to be on social media, folks, and I need the yuckety yucks like you do. Mm -hmm. So maybe if we put stuff like, hey, Alyssa Milano, you're hot for your age. Yeah. You know, you're like, hey, you are really hot for your age. Yeah. And then, um, okay, like, what was her name? Rostin, whatever. You put stuff like, so hot would be hotter without the blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. If she's not speaking, she is hot. Stuff like that. That, Mm. That's going to help me get through the weekend. Because this Mm. is going to be a weekend. We're all going to be all hands on deck this weekend. We're going to be needing all the help we could get to make sure that we can laugh our way. The Morning Blaze with Doc (laughs) Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Man, life can be difficult. I mean, a lot of times it feels like the world is just ripping apart at the seams and you can't take it anymore. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. No matter what the world throws at us each day, anxiety, fear, confusion, we can still choose to overcome. Overcomer is the latest book from best-selling author David Jeremiah. Dr. Jeremiah reminds us we're not alone in this fight. God knows what we need. Overcomer is a personal yet practical book that offers a message of hope and strength for today. Overcomer, available everywhere right now. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, now, it's important, and I'm sorry to do this to you on this Friday. It's important that I'm a little bit sorry, not a lot sorry, that on this Friday I have to play a little bit of Alyssa Milano cookies because it sets up a greater conversation and information you need to carry forth in the coming months Because there's going to be a debate about something, regardless of what happens to Brett Kavanaugh in the midterms, regardless, there is going to be kind of a rallying cry to pick up this whole pussy hats, women, blah, blah thing. Mm, Okay, right? So uh, here's a little clip of Alyssa, and then I'll tell you how this plays in everything else. Okay, here she is finishing after after Chris Cuomo. Got to ring the bell on that one, I guess. (laughs) Do something. Your calm is often a, a function of your strength. In the moment. And they questioned him over and over again if he would agree to an FBI investigation, mm-hmm. and he said no. And the other thing that I want to point out is mm-hmm. if these women, all three of them, Julie Swetnick as well, mm-hmm. if they were all lying, why is he not, you know, maybe threatening with a with a claim of, of defamation, which we all know there is... There it is. You know, right, hold it right there. So her point is, listen, what? if all three of those women are lying... Okay. How come he's not saying he's going to sue him? Yeah. How come that? How yeah. come, Chris? How come? Wouldn't he be saying that? That's how no. you know he's guilty. No. Why wouldn't he be saying it? Why because, wouldn't he threaten to sue him? Why would you sue them? 
Well, if it's defamation, they're ruining no. his career. Why wouldn't he sue? No. Couple reasons. Number one, uh, he still may get confirmed. Yes. So you're not going to threaten something like that to make you seem even more unhinged. Number two, even if he was pretty sure he wasn't going to get confirmed and that was not, or that was not a consideration, does it play well for him no. to say, I'm going to sue them? Absolutely not. No. You know how we know? Because with no proof, <laughs> they have pretty much brought him down. Right? Absolutely. If he sues them, oh, look, he's oh, beating up even more. Beating oh, up on yeah. the women. Victims. Right. Also, with no proof, they have done all this damage. Is he going to be able to prove Absolutely that not. he didn't do it in today's world? Nope. He's already of course guilty. not. He's already guilty. And, right. He's already guilty. And then finally, she's like, you know, it's one of its... Was it play number one in Trump's playbook? Just threaten to sue people? So if he had said, you know what? I'm going to have to sue them. I'm innocent. This is defamation. And I will be, I'm going to be suing them. Or I'm considering legal uh, action, whatever. How would have Alyssa Milano cookies have acted? Uh, triggered. Would she have said, oh, nope. you know what? This stuff gives Makes does sense, give some credence you know. that, that, yeah, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm just saying this does, you know, head me in that direction. No, no, she would have said, How oh, figure, him. Trump nominee, this is play number one in Trump's playbook. No matter what he does, he cannot win. It is the complex question playing out. Have you stopped beating your wife? No matter what he does or says, he cannot win. That's what's wrong with the court of public opinion. It's a lynch mob. It's a mass. You can't, you can't stop a hysterical mass. Try to reason with them. They're not reasonable. That's the whole point. And that's where we're at right now with this nonsense. A little bit more of her comments. You no, know, maybe threatening with a with a claim of, of defamation, which we all know is, you know, page one from the Trump rule book. Uh, why is he not coming out and saying, you know what, I'm I'm going to sue these people for saying this because I'm falsely being accused. There's none of that going on right now. Fair point. And women of course, are, he may see the reward and satisfaction is getting the seat. On the bench. Let me ask you a couple more things while what? I have you. One's about please, politics. Please. Um, oh, while he has Macro, it. one's micro. On the micro level, Here we you go. are a fan of Bill Clinton. Uh, and he uh-huh. is somebody. Okay, now hold that right there. Hold it. To- just pause it. Yeah, it was like a- okay. Yeah. Finally. Here we go. Chris Cuomo is doing a little bit of journalism. He's not being a jerk, but no. hey, Alyssa, she campaigned for Hillary. Yeah. She has been outspoken supporter of Bill and Hillary, yeah. both of them. She says she loves Bill. Loves Bill. Defended him back in the day and has continued to support and not called him out on any of this stuff. She hasn't called out Keith Ellison, Sherrod Brown, none of these. So he, in a reasonable way, asks about Bill Clinton, who admitted to doing this stuff. And this is the same debate we had in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So let's get some consistency. Here we go. You are a fan of Bill Clinton, uh, and he is somebody who the right is pointing to now as, hey, just because they're ugly allegations doesn't mean the whole man's life should be based on it, uh, especially when you can't prove them. Look at Bill Clinton. He was accused of a lot of ugly things. Some of it he had to admit. And yet people were fine with him and saying you have to judge him by more than him at his worst. Should Kavanaugh get the same benefit of the doubt? No, and I don't think Bill Clinton should have gotten that benefit of the doubt. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Oh, man. Pause, slight pause. I got to say no here because otherwise that'll support. Absolutely. And while I'm saying no, let me think of something. No, he shouldn't have. Uh, he shouldn't. But 
Bill Clinton shouldn't have gotten the support back in the day. Let me remind you, she's never called him out. Absolutely. Even in this, as I'm about ready to play, she still doesn't call him out. Yeah. She says he shouldn't have gotten it back in the day. Why did you do it? Why did you continue to do it? Why did you support his wife who called his accusers all kinds of horrible things? Yet you still supported his wife? Listen. I think that um, as a nation, we were in a different time. Hold Uh, it. Stupid idiot. We were in a different time? Weren't we in a different time in 1982 during Beach Week? Yes. Everything was a different time. Bill Clinton's was 10 plus years later after Beach Week. Yes. And... It wasn't a different time then to say, hey, you could go and get drunk in at a crazy at a party. By the way, Clinton was the one that changed oral sex is not sex. So it was a different time in the <laughs> 90s, but not the 80s. Okay. Uh, I think that women were continually being silenced. Um, and I think we gave him the benefit of the doubt. And we probably should have uh investigated uh, the allegations against him uh, as hold well. it hold it right there you oh should have God. back in the day but what it's too late it's the too statute late. of limitations oh, have run out yes, oh Thompson. from the 90s yes but they haven't run out for kavanaugh no 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 because that was in the 80s you know, oh was, is that, that what it is kind of jumps the generation it's like every 10 years so if something happened in during the 80 years in the 80s then you're okay you know you can you can go back and you know be like, hey, the, but in the nineties, everything in the nineties, I was leaping. Statute of limitations yes. are kind of uh, like a leap, uh, leapfrog. Yes, kind of Absolutely. jump over an entire decade. There's yes. how it works. Every ten years. By the way, Alyssa, it, it's not too late. No, it is not. Juanita Broadwick is She's out there and she tweets outspoken. and posts yes. constantly. I'll bet she posted ten things yesterday about this and that she was raped by Bill Clinton. She has not stopped, and you've never even considered her. Have you ever stood up and said, how dare Bill Clinton? Have you ever confronted Bill? You could actually talk to him. Why didn't you bring this up? Because it's not really about women, and it's Mm -hmm. not about Kavanaugh. This is about progressive agenda. This is about the election. Now, Alyssa Milano Cookies also tweeted out yesterday, and here's here's the issue I'm going to get to. Not one Republican has signed on to the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women's Act. Not one. Do you know what the Violence Against Women Act is? Yeah. No, I don't know what it is. Yeah, most, most don't probably don't yeah. even remember. Violence Against Women Act was um, authorized and signed, I think, in 1994, back in the day, ironically. <clears throat> and it has been an utter disaster this is one of those big government leftist marketing things violence against women the irony here is the biggest failure is the name violence against women act yes does it promote violence against women or does it want to stop violence Mm, it doesn't say stop violence against women act it's violence against women act it could be authorizing it they campaign got this thing pushed this was a big joe biden deal yes joe biden creepy uncle joe who really if you wanted to stop violence or assault uh, against women maybe you just lock joe up the violence against women act was pushed as this big let's help women let's uh, save women hashtag me too even back in the day some of the stuff we're hearing now had roots in this back in the 90s but again Alyssa milano tweets out not one republican has signed on to the reauthorization of it (laughs) It has to be reauthorized every five years or so. 
Last time, I think, was 2013. None of them agreed to do this. And it may expire. This should expire. It absolutely should expire. It doesn't need to be a part of the government. It should have never been passed in the first place. And yet, this is going to be a rallying cry that they use. Got to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act. And anyone who does not sign on to it is going to be labeled more of the patriarchal society, blah, blah, blah. The Violence Against Women Act was propaganda and money. Typical left-wing big government. All it did was funnel money to a bunch of women's organizations. That's it. Not women's organizations of, hey, we're just out here promoting equality. No, because most of those women's organizations are really just fronts for progressive ideas. They support progressive candidates. Remember, conservatives and libertarians believe, supposedly, not all of them that claim to, all Republicans believe this, but you're supposed to believe in personal freedoms and true equality. Equal access, not equal outcome. So there shouldn't be any true conservative or libertarian candidate, most of them Republicans, that would ever sign on to something like this. Because what it does is it funnels money and promotes the idea that some people need a little bit more attention and help instead of saying all people. So, of course, as progressives, Democrats, they're going to say, yes, government needs to do more and funnel money to these organizations. Therefore, all of these organizations are going to promote Democrat candidates. This is union authorization where public or, or union set up for public employees. They pander to them. So any money that the government gets these organizations goes to support Democrats. They become Democrat slush funds. Here are some of the grants set up by the Violence Against Women Act. State formula grants. They give money to the states to do more of this stuff. And, and by the way, when you go down the list and it looks like, wow, this does a lot. Remember, this is all money. Why would you want all these different ones? Because it gets money into every corner, every way they can influence and set up slush funds. So at the state level, there's stop grants at the state level. Housing grants for women. Who administers that? The federal government or the states? Local communities as well. Grants to encourage the arrest and enforcement of protection orders. Who does that go to? Female organizations and law enforcement that gets more money from them, which means they're going to be on the dole. It's like it's like almost like having a cop on the take. It's really what, what you're talking about. It's all done legally, of course, and they get to wrap themselves in helping women. You're not really helping women. Violence against women and all people is already illegal. And shouldn't they be enforcing the law equally if you really want equal protection? Court training and improved improvement grants for courts. Research on violence against Native American women. Ah, we're going to even bring in the Native American women. It's not enough that we segregate, you know, society into women. Yeah, you got to break it down into different ethnicities. And it's research, which means you get academia involved. National Tribal Sex Offender Registry. So now you got to get a sex offender register over there. Stalker Reduction Database. These things are already out there. Just funnels money. Federal Victims Assistance. What is that, Chris? Victims assistance is it's uh, an it's more it's another welfare program. Okay, I was going to say it sounds like they just right. Why would out. why would the federal government? Why should the federal government give money to victims? I didn't do it. I'm my money goes to the federal government. That I didn't do true. it. Who did it? That guy or that girl? Go get the money from them. Yeah. 
Get it from their estate. Go. Make them work for the person or let them sue them. By the way, you can already sue civilly. You can sue, yeah. And by the way, why would we say federal victims assistance when it comes to violence against women instead of saying all victims? If I get mugged tomorrow, do I get this money? No. No, you don't. You don't have a vagina, Doc. Sorry, and it didn't market well. Then sexual assault services programs, service for rural victims. You need extra money going there as well. Civil legal assistance for victims. Elder abuse grant programs as part of this. Wait, what? It's violence against women. Mm -hmm. Why would you just talk about old folks? Yeah. Protections and services for disabled victims. (laughs) Why are these all broken down again? It gets more subsets of money going specifically to them. For example, if I said, here's a pile of money that can go to these women's groups and whatever, and you get the disabled women's groups, people start going, well, you got to go into this victim's group already or whatever. They have to allot some of it that will not be able to go to those others. Therefore, the disabled victim's groups and the Native American women's victim's groups are going to have a beeline on just that money. No one else can touch it. It's cutting little pieces of it off and really setting it aside specifically for other groups. It's not for the people. It's for those organizations. And then uh, violence on college campus grants, safe havens project. And then we get to this, all of this stuff, and there is some for men. Oh, here Finally. we go. Here we go. Little bit of money, grant money from the federal government to men in this thing. Okay. And wow. That is, huh? and that you want to know more about the yeah, men? Yeah. Um, it's called engaging men and youth in prevention. Mm, no, that's no, that's not helping. It's it's, m- it's engaging men and youth. Yeah. To prevent them from I'm being saying. rapists. That's what I'm saying. That's not a victim. It's helping to stop them from being rapists, Chris. It's yeah, helping men. But we have lots of evidence which shows, like, uh, for example, a female teacher is diddling yes, a 14-year-old boy. Right. That's right. And the only real outlays for, sorry, for men in this are ones to stop them to from stop being the predators. Yeah, yeah, because we all See, know men, all men are predators. Exactly. And only men can be predators. Absolutely. And only men can rape. That's right. And, uh, you know, all those female teachers, you don't see any money going yeah. to the victims of them no, or no. Um, stopping the women from mm-hmm. raping when they're teachers, mm-hmm. anything like this. So <clears throat> that's what it's there. Already a failure, isn't it? Already a failure, right? Would you Would you agree that any reasonable person, when you see this, would say um, this targets certain people at the expense of others. Absolutely. It continues the wrong narrative and really just becomes a Democrat slush fund without really helping people. Would you yes. say that's, that's at least that. pretty Okay, good. Yes. Bad enough as it is. It's been going on for 20-some years now. It gets a little bit worse. Whoa. Because the inspectors, general, ah. the inspectors generals have yes. uh, offered up reports over the years about it. Here we it. go. Guess how well it's done. Absolutely womp, horrible. Womp, 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 womp. It has been a sad trombone failure over and over and over again. That's Let me amazing. give you a couple of quick examples. Um, the IG reports, uh, the most recent ones say, it has been filled with fraud and embezzlement. Some big words. Embezzlement. Stealing the money from it and fraudulent claims. And, of course, not actually setting out or or not accomplishing the goal that they have set out, and that is to help women (laughs) or stop violence against women. That's legit. It doesn't (laughs) actually do that, and it has been filled. And these are their words, fraud and embezzlement. I can cite some examples from it. This is just a couple of examples of the last IG report. And remember, these come out every year, every couple of years, right? 
A mother and daughter were sentenced to a uh, sentence after the Department of Justice investigated and found out that they had embezzled $160,000 in federal grant funds. Now, they worked at an American Samoa nonprofit mm-hmm. that got uh, $1.2 million in federal Ooh. grants in legal aid for domestic violence uh, abuse victims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They stole 160000 of it. Wow, and that's the one that got caught. Right, and these are just a couple, right? This is the one. That, these are the people that got caught. March of 2012, a report followed a Department of Justice investigation in the Virgin Islands, because American Virgin mm-hmm. Islands, you know, law enforcement planning commission found that a million dollars in federal funds were stolen. Uh, another Department of Injust- uh, Justice audit found that uh, a Native American tribe that had internal control weaknesses, in other words, their system was flawed, um, provided unallowable grant expenditures. In other words, they gave money to people they shouldn't to the tune of about $200,000. Wow. Um, This goes on and on. You could look it up for yourself. Look up the IG reports. This is not me. This is not right wing. These are reports from the inspector general. A program that is flawed from the concept has not accomplished its task, and has been filled with fraud. And Alyssa Milano Cookies started the, once again, nobody has signed on, not one Republicans <laughs> become Republican because they hate women. Continuing that narrative, and they will use this, regardless of what happens to Brett Kavanaugh in the coming months. Absolutely. And let me tell you what's going to happen then. The Republicans will reauthorize this if they're in power. Of course. <clears throat> It will not be heralded. You're not going to see these conservative Republicans come out and go, hey, just signed, just signed on it. to the Violence Against Women Act. They will tie it to something else. Mm-hmm. They will put it on the stack of papers. We got 15 things. We're all voting on that. Okay, good. Violence Against Women. Okay, good. Now, who's, right? Slide through and it'll get done. This is what will happen because they too are worried about their image. If the Republicans lose some ground, they lose the house, mm-hmm. lose some seats, don't do as well as maybe they'd hope. They will be all about this because they will back. wrongly believe that women are the ones that stopped them and caused a blue wave, and they will kiss their ass for two years, yep. distancing themselves from Trump and doing whatever they can to get in on the blue wave. That's what they'll end up doing. All right, quick break. Back with more on The Morning Blaze. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hi, tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. I mean, am I the only one that sees these dudes out at these marches that are like violence against women and whatever and just think, dude, you you have you have no testicles. Am I the only one that thinks that? No. It's not what a man does. No. Men also do not beat up on women. They're not attacking them, you know, beating the crap out of your spouse or anything like that. But you're not out there crying and uh, over something that, first of all, doesn't exist. And number two, uh, perpetuating this myth that all men are bad. Such nonsense. 
Uh, you got a couple of tweets here. You got Blue Checkist saying, you guys just gang logic rape Alyssa Milano. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. From Post Lee saying, why are you going to bring up Virgin Islands? Why should we care what the islands do at night? That's a great point. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. I am Corbin saying, if rape- and, by, and by the way. Uh, you, the one before that that mentioned about Alyssa Milano and yes. that, okay, it's not even Beach Week. I want you to know. It is not. We're doing that, and it's, it's not, not even Beach Week. No. Uh, there are some gaps in my memory of what we just covered, <laughs> so I can't say if it really happened that way, but you know. I am Corbin saying, if rape culture is a thing, it's a direct result of the freedom from religion movement. Oh, Wow. Yeah, you don't have the morality with the stuff There's anymore. No morality. And you know what's funny about that? And you go towards there, there hum- is an angle of that. You're right, right? You go to humans for for the morality. Really? Yeah. Well, and the left is these are the people who forever kept telling us there's no God and morality and you mm-hmm. Christians and you the moral right or whatever. Leave our movies and our music and whatever alone, and we can do do it if it feels good. All of this stuff. Okay, good. Now, all of a sudden, you're the moral arbiters after tearing on all morality? Please. So silly. Whoa. Hey, Mike Huckabee's going to be on Fox News. He's going to be up later here today, too, right? Whoa, what is this? Well, we, we don't have him for an hour or so, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't it like 8 o'clock, eight uh, o'clock cent, yeah. uh, Eastern? Yeah. 7 Central? He better not cancel on me. By the way, I am prepared. I am Are prepared you? for Mike. Yes, I'm you all set, prepared. ready to go. I'm prepared. I, I got some stuff. Questions. I got some stuff. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. To him yesterday. You're such a liar, dude. Absolutely <laughs> such a liar. What time? Right. Give me give me the time you talked to him. 4.30? Nope. Uh, were you here at 4.30? Absolutely. I was here at 4.30. No, you where, where were you hanging out at 4.30? I was right here with him watching you're Glenn. So, you're so full of crap. You're so, he was right in you here are so watching full of it. Glenn. No, no you were not. He just finished... Recording no. his show. But I don't know. I, mean, where, I, I don't know show. where you supposedly yeah. wink, wink. Saw him. Okay. We're talking about Stu. I saw Stu in the oh, yeah, hallway yeah, in the dressing room. <laughs> it was right in front of his dressing room door. I got back at four thirty, four forty-five at the latest. <laughs> Stood there and talked to him in the hall for a couple of minutes. He asked how you were doing. I talked to him That's about this. Lie. Boom. That is a lie. He asked how I'm doing because he just saw me. What will he ask you how I'm doing if he just saw me and we talked? <clears throat> People like you, and people are concerned about you. Uh, why? Hold on. First of all, I don't know why they like me. And second of all, why are they concerned about me? There's a lot of people around here that will randomly, you know, pull me aside and go, how's Chris doing? How's he doing? Absolutely a lie. They'll say, you know, I'm concerned. He just got married, and he has PTSD struggles with that stuff. And Absolutely a lie. Know, Stu put his arm around me and say, are you taking care of our boy, you know, Absol- Chris? And- that is such a wow. lie. 
<clears throat> Absolutely. Chris does not believe I had his conversation with Stu Brazier no. yesterday. So. No. Brazier. Brazier. It's Brazier. Whatever. Anyways, supposedly Stu's getting drunk today on Glenn's show. Yeah, he's doing the power hour. Yeah. Because uh, they're doing it for science. And according to Barack Obama, we play his video, um, uh, we play his audio, that he drank a six pack before class. Right. So they're going to see if he's, is it possible for you to drink a six pack and still pay attention in class? So that's what And I told happen. Chris, I go, Stu's not actually drinking, it's all radio magic. You know, it's like magic. What where you, you just say you're drinking. It's yeah, like but there this, are cameras like, pointing oh, at them. Oh, I got a cup here. Look. Hold on. Hold on. But there are cameras pointing at them, so they cannot well, lie I'm about sure, it. I, uh, do the cameras also test to make sure it's alcohol? Yes. If you, well, you have to turn on your alcohol feature on your on your device. Yeah, most people have not upgraded to that. Oh, though. they haven't. So therefore, you're not going to get it. So what it is, you you pour the stuff in the beer can, the water or whatever it is. Oh, poor Marissa because she's the one producing that segment. That's a lot of work. Right. It's a lot. Of, or it, or no no it's it's beer oduls. Right? <laughs> do you think Marissa, the person that will not join us to do more on trivia, is going to lie to the audience that Stu is drunk? She doesn't have to lie. But she is particip- She doesn't even participate on something like that. All I know is if she got rear, real beer and Stu's thinking it's going to be near beer. Wow, that's going to be trouble. <laughs> I, I think said, it was breakfast So beer. you're telling me that you believe it's going to be legit. Absolutely. <laughs> And then I said to Chris, I was like, I talked to Stu in the hallway, and he gave me the wink, wink, you know. By the and way, that's when he was asking about you. No, he was, and see, see, doing, see and he I, I believe you up to a point, but then when you see a good lie has like a good background. That's okay. that's a good lie. But here's the thing: the background you're giving me is completely BS because there's no way Stu. Okay, I'll give you a little bit more. Okay, give me a little bit more. Right as I was talking with Stu, and this would have been, because we stood there about, I don't know, 15 minutes or something like that. Okay. And as we're wrapping up our conversation Mm -hmm. right then, the big guy walks by. Glenn walks by and goes, and he was in a hurry because he was rushing, but stopped and turned around. He goes, you talking about Chris? Absolutely. And I said, yeah. And he paused, and he then put his arm around me, and he goes, how's he doing? Oh, my God. Goes, right there. See? Right there. Put he goes. His hand around you? He did. He Absolutely goes, not, He Doc goes, Doctor, are you taking care of our boy? Are you taking care oh, of him? And I said, that yeah, is Glenn. He's doing fine. the biggest lie. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I can actually tell you. I have you these conversations with you people do not all the time. With people, people are always coming up to me going, how's Absolutely Doc doing? Not. And it's usually, it's usually saying they put their arm around me. They go, how's he doing? No, I worry they about don't. Him, they don't want to like touch you. Just they saying. don't want to even affiliate with you. Stu sees you. He goes the other way. And, and, okay. and Glenn had in his hand a bag of sun chips. Boom. Yeah, what am I going to make that up? Yes. I was going to make up sun, ch- sun yes. chips, the Glenn, nacho ones, the cheese ones, yeah. whatever they are. Glenn's not allowed to eat those. I, he was eating them yesterday. It's all I know. So that shows you. Boom. What was he wearing? At that time, I'm trying. You know, I'm not a fashion guy. No, I know, but what was he wearing? I mean, I don't even. I know he was going in to get a jacket. No. So I don't know what that was. What was he wearing? Like the jacket Come on. sweater thing. Give me, give me a color. Give me a color. I don't know. Was he like the earthy tone, nope. brownie, something like that? Lie. It was a blue, navy blue. Sh- That's uh, an earth polo. tone. Hold on. He had, the, the, number he had the, 10. Pol- he had the polo logo on the on the uh, right side. Nope. He had, he had the P. Nope. He no, had he the did polo it. P. It says polo on it. Oh, That's what he had, but it was earthy tones. 
earthy tones ever since when blue become an earthy tone uh have you ever seen the the earth from outer space what color is it the earth if when they show pictures of the earth from outer space what color is it go yeah, blue up uh, it's an earth tone no, it is not. It's the water, you idiot. That's still part of the Earth. Oh, my God. If I showed you a picture of outer space looking at the Earth and I said, what is this? You would say, that's the Earth. And I would say, what color? You'd say, it's blue and white, a little bit of green. I earth almost tones. curse. No crap is the Earth. Abs- Come on. What are Earth tones then? Like uh, brown. Why is it brown? You can't see brown from outer space unless it's like burnt forest or you know whatever. What do you see most of? Blue. But that has nothing to do with earth tone. It's not like, okay, well, now we're going to decide which earth, to- earth, earth tones are. Let's look at this earth from outer space. And Stu was finishing a Diet Coke. Boom. No, he was not. And then Pat Gray wheeled by his little suitcase. Uh, there it was. Absolutely not. Pat Gray is not here after 2.30. And I can tell you that because I am recording Jeffy at 2.30 for his new podcast, Chewing the Fat. So, uh, uh, what you're not, what you don't know, what you're missing is here. Pat came back. Oh, my. To, then, then we're done. What are you talking about? The earth is ending. What if is- Pat Gray came back. After he left from doing a show. He came back to get something. What he, To get what? I did not ask. Really? The Doc Thompson, the one that is so nosy, like a nosiest person, like the nosiest person I Again, know, he did pa- not ask why you came back. He passed by. Mm-hmm. We had to step aside. I was like, Pat, Who's what we? are you? Stu and I. And Glenn had already passed by. So Glenn already left. Glenn had already left. He okay. had the bag of chips, grabbed his jacket, went in. Okay. And then Pat <clears throat> passes by, step by. Oh, hey, sorry, Pat. And I go, what are you doing here? Because I had to come back. And by that, he was kind of down the hall and just kind of mumbled. I forgot. And I didn't hear what he said. And I was, well, I'm sorry, Stu. What? And he goes, how's, how's Chris doing? No. And he put it around. No. Whatever. No. So. no. Absolutely a lie. So. Absolutely a lie. I'm just pointing it out. If you don't want to believe that people care about you, that's fine. Oh, no. I do not believe people care about me at all. Okay. Anyway. So uh, you're saying that Stu is actually going to drink today in Glenn's power show. hour. Yes. <laughs> And I'll be okay. following behind the scenes. Okay. So every time he drinks, I drink. Are you also drinking near beer? No. Okay. I'm drinking what I brought. You want to know what I brought? What did you brought? I brought, uh, what's that thing? A Cousin, <coughs> a strawberry rum with Cousin banana rum and a little bit of sweet and sour. Wait, what? 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 I'm making a mixed drink. And what is it again? Explain this. It's Cruzan strawberry rum and then Cruzan <coughs> banana rum with... Uh, sour cream. Oh, not sour cream. Uh-huh. Sweet and sour. Sorry. Ah, ah, ah. Yesterday, in his hand, Stu had a, a new book by Stanley McChrystal, General McChrystal. Boom. Boom. What? A new book. He had just gotten his mail a book, Stanley McChrystal, the, the general. No. New he, book out. He had on his hand the new Patriot mobile phone that he asked me to get him. Uh, he may have had that as well. All I know is he had the book by Stanley McChrystal. he came to me and said, hey, I need my... Uh, uh, may have had that you- as well. I'm just telling you what he was carrying. You're trying to ask for specifics. Boom, I just gave you one. I just remembered. New book by Stanley McChrystal. You do think he has a book out? No, he doesn't. Look it up. Look it up. Stanley McChrystal. Boom, go. And you can ask Stu today if he had the book. Look at this, folks. <coughs> Chris thinks I'm making this stuff up. He thinks I'd mess with him. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> You click on news. Oh, uh, leaders, there it is. 
he doesn't have an ebook. But he does. He, he absolutely does. I'm does. looking at his page right now. Okay, okay, his book page. Okay, he does not have same. a new book. 2014. No, he has no book. He has three books. And they've been released for a while now. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm okay, just telling okay. he does. That, that doesn't do anything to the... Okay, okay, what? What are you talking about? You're like, okay, I'm just okay. giving you a specific that I... There no. it is. You're By the way, why are, do you have his? You're saying on your these head? are unproven. Yes, Every, everything you said. I've just given you specifics. No. That's evidence, Chris. No. It's evidence. No. That's not evidence. Not at all. How is it not? Did I give you specifics? You gave me specifics. <clears throat> Can you prove I didn't have a conversation with Stu yesterday? No, I cannot. There it is. I could prove it in about hour and a half. How? How would you prove Asking it? Asking Stu. What is that going to do? He will tell me, did you have a conversation? If He can prove to me if he had a conversation with you. I'll be like, Stu, did you have a conversation with Doc? No, I didn't. Done. How do you know he's telling the truth? Why would he lie to me? Why wouldn't he? Because he has no reason to. He has no reason to tell the truth. Yes, he does. What's the reason? His reputation. <laughs> Please. This is the guy really? who's going to get drunk on the air. <laughs> but you say he wasn't. No, I'm just saying that from your perspective. So, see, have you talked to Mark Judge? What would I talk to Mark Judge? To see if I'm telling the truth. Yeah, but was Mark Judge here? He may have been. I'm asking you, was Mark Stu Judge and here? I talked about Mark Judge a little bit. What did you say? We talked about the whole case or whatever. So see, you can't prove that it didn't happen. I could prove it you in can, an hour You and can't half. prove that it didn't not happen. Now I'm confused. Because there's That's so many what I'm negatives. Saying. So it obviously happened. And your mind says could that is your truth. That is my truth, Chris. Exactly. Let's find out when the real truth come out. Right. I mean, it was a shorter conversation than I alluded to, but no, we did talk about the drinking yesterday. It may have been a little bit later. No, what? It's, what do you? What? Are you, what? what? No, it was Okay, wasn't. let me help you out. I just got an anonymous letter, an email okay. from uh, a person. Is it a letter or an email? It's a letter sent to me via email. Okay. It's both. Okay. It's like a screen grab of a letter. A picture of a letter. Got it. Yeah. Picture of a letter. Excuse me. That was emailed to me confirming it exactly happened that way, as I said. What happened? My meeting with Stu. So now it's a meeting. It was a get-together. Now it's a get-together. Let's just say it was a gathering. A gathering? It was a gathering. We gathered in the hallway. How many people were there? Stu and I, and then for a minute or so, Glenn and then Pat just passed by, you know. Luckily, (laughs) these are people that are not here right now to collaborate or say that you're lying. I have an anonymous letter. Yeah, but that doesn't do I anything. can't show it to you, but I'm I have it. I'm not Congress, buddy. I have it. I'm just saying. I'm not Congress. I'm not the Judiciary Committee. It was a small gathering. Lawrence B. Jones was only there for a minute, so I wouldn't really oh, consider it a gathering with see, him. See, right there alone. What? Lawrence B. Jones is in New York. How do you know he's in New York? Because I saw him. What is that? Where did you see him? Were on you in TV. New York? I saw him on TV. What does that matter? What do you mean, what does that matter? The show was broadcasted from New York. Uh, you know it's live? Yes. How do you know it's live? Because it's a social media post. What does that matter? You can schedule him. You cannot schedule a live like he always does. Why can't you do that? How do you know he didn't do it from here? How do you know he didn't fly back in the red eye last night? See, this is it. There it is. <clears throat> I rest my case. <clears throat> By any chance, did you see Buzz Sexton or Michael Pelka or Chris Alcedo or Jay Severin? Did you see what, any of those? No, what are you, crazy? I didn't see any of those people. That See, now you're just being ridiculous. Now, now I'm being ridiculous. You are. You see low... Oh, you see, see LBJ here, but when I say Michael Pelka or, you know, Chris Alcedo, which is down the street 
or Mike Broomhead. He wasn't here. Now I'm going too far. Now you have. <clears throat> I'm just telling you the truth here, and you refuse to believe it. Well, so Tommy what here? is the story again? Was Tommy here? No, of course not. Don't be, don't, now you're just being silly. Jeez. Allie Stuckey was here for a while, but that was that really had <clears throat> not to do with me in the meeting. I just saw her down at the other end of the I think it was her. What about Matt Walsh? Was he here? No, no, you're just being just being silly there. No. So well, what is the what is the story supposedly today? I don't know, to be honest. I lost myself in this whole No, you're telling me Stu's getting drunk. Oh yeah, he's doing the power hour. Tell me hour. how this is supposed to happen. Power hour. And he's supposed to see if Stu can replicate what Obama said about drinking six beer in one hour before going back to class and his power hour. So it is one shot every minute, which equals out to seven and a half beers. 90 ounces, I think it was. Now I know you're lying. Why? Why would they have to do that? Because Glenn said it at the bottom of the third hour. He's like, this will be fun. Yeah, but why would that be, why would that be a thing? Because it's fun. It's Friday. You want to do Friday shows are supposed to be fun. What? No one's ever been drunk in the air before. Not that I know of. No one's ever been drunk in that show before. Not that I know of. <laughs> Jeffy said, used to be on the show. Well, I'm just saying. So there you go. Jeffy, now I know this is all made up. Glenn's not even in today, is he? Yeah, he is. He should be. He indicated to me he may not come in. That is. That is a lie. He didn't say it. He kind of indicated. How do you indicate I'm not coming in? Just, please, please, give me an example looked, right now. He just he, looked a little tired, and I was like, Well, that's Glenn's he may face. Not be in Glenn's face. No, no. He, he recorded like a 38 hour book in and then an he audio form. He gave me a wink, kind of the wink. He doesn't know how to wink, so he can't do that. It, it might have been a wink, or it might have just been like the heavy eyelid. His eyelids have become so large uh-huh. that the weight in him, they. They just kind of drop sometimes. Okay. So I couldn't decide. I couldn't. I'm not saying he's not going to be in. I'm just saying I don't know if he's not not going to be in. See, I hate when you do the not what? not because then I get confused. Are you sure? I am sure. I have not. You are sure that you get confused when I say he may not not be in today. Yes. And possibly never again. Whoa. See. So you answer. Go answer. I said yes. <clears throat> And that's your story? You're sticking with it? I'm, s- I'm going to need a copy of that tape. Okay. All right, let me get a break in here. Wow, you wasted 19 minutes. <clears throat> wasted? Wasted. Chris. Did you not prep? I got right here. It was either that or talk about Alyssa Milano cookies. Oh, no. That was a good conversation. All right, very good. Let's get a break in. More in a minute of the Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. most culturally diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson all right moving on moving on bet midler tweet yesterday about the uh, the kavanaugh hearing confirmation hearings bet okay. midler you have no idea who that is do you the actor the actor yes i guess she has been an actor that's a girl bet midler yes bet midler don't you remember the seinfeld bet midler kramer works for bet midler the Sufili, the uh, Fusilli Jerry. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. She was a known before an actor or actress as a singer in okay. the 70s. Oh, yes. 
There we go. Now you got right. me. Yeah. Uh, bet is what you'd call crazy. Oh, duh. I mean, even Alyssa Milano is like, damn, <laughs> bet be crazy. <laughs> she tweeted out, women are the N-word of the world. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? What? Whoa. <clears throat> Hold on. What? Is this an old tweet? Uh, no, in fact, it's dated October 4th, 2018. Uh, today is October 5th, 2018. Okay, and give me that again from the beginning. That's just the beginning of it. Okay. That's just the first line. That's what I'm saying. Give me, give it. Women are the N-word of the Whoa. world. I don't think you can say that. She can. She is she black? Did. No, no, she's a white lady. Old white lady. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me finish the rest. You might bring it back. Women are the N-word of the world, she tweeted. Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, enduring the pain and danger of childbirth and life in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Uh, Do you agree, Chris? Uh, I disagree. So you do not believe that women are the N-words of no, the world? No, I wouldn't. No. What about the ahs of the world? No. Not the ahs no. or the ers of the world? The ahs or the ers or the es? No. What if she was like, hey, women are the ahs of the world? No. Like, you know, like, come on. No. Hey, what's up, my ahs of the world? I said like a term of a... Uh, of endearment. No, absolutely not. What's no. up, ladies? You're my no. ahs oh my of gosh. the world. No. Betty, bet. What? Not Betty, it's bet. Whatever, bet. 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 Right. So um, the women are the N-words of the world is a reference to a song. Oh. Whoa. I'm so, <laughs> What? Hold on. What? Now, is this like, you know, like a rap song? Because I could see no. this being a rap song. Nope. This is a, uh, I think, early 70s uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon. Song. Ooh. John Lennon, formerly John the Beatles. Lennon. They yeah. split up. Yoko Ono, yeah. the whatever plastic yeah. band. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, have you ever heard that? The N word of no. Okay, I have a little clip of it. Hold on. You're about to play a clip of a song named "Women's Are the N Word." Right. Of the world. Yeah, we beeped it. Don't worry. Okay. I, you know what? This is actually one that I need proof. Okay. So here absolutely. we go now, and listen to how just melodic and wonderful this song okay, is. Okay. Here, here we, we go. go. So he said it. There it is again. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Think about it. I am thinking. Woman is the of the world. Yeah, even longer than that yeah. one. Uh-huh. And how about how about Think about it. Do something about it. Do something about it. How ba- How long ago was this? Early to mid seventies. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Chris. So she's going. She's doing she's, a throwback. She's doing a little throwback, but she's building on it, saying okay. that they're raped, beaten, enslaved, married mm. off, work like dumb, dumb, dumb animals. She hates Trump. Hates mm-hmm, anything right wing. Mm-hmm, hates mm-hmm. all that stuff. Is really outspoken about all that stuff. Here's the thing: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you believe there's any credence to that. That women are the N word or just kept down, not treated as well, raped, beaten, enslaved, Mm -hmm. married off. Would you say those things are epidemic primarily in America or other places in the globe? Other places in the world. 
Other places in the world. Yeah, bad and like really anti-American with all of this stuff. Other places in the world for 500, Alex. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. That's right. And the answer is Bette Midler. <laughs> By the way, did you see she deleted the tweet? Yes, she did. Do you know why she did? Well, because uh, angry uh, black woman. Because everybody was ticked off. Yes. So everyone is saying, how dare people? I mean, come on. When you, If you saw that tweet, you'd be pissed off. Right? Absolutely. You'd be saying, this is nuts. Absolutely. This is stupid, right? Absolutely. Okay. Um, lots of people were, had problems with this. Um, most, mostly, though, the people that had problems with it were minorities claiming yes. to be the greater victim. So this was a victim very, contest? Yes. Very few people came out and said, bet you're simply a progressive <laughs> nut. This is asinine. How dare you say something like this? And and then point out how uh, that women are victimized around the world. Mm-hmm. But America, we're okay right now. We're we're good by comparison. Certainly, maybe work on the other countries. Then come back to us when you figure Thank out you. all their crap. Thank you. Number two, um, American women can do whatever. Maybe you support freedom. Absolutely. All of this stuff, right? Absolutely. Maybe you get on all of that stuff yeah. first before you start condemning. All right. Um, no, that was not the case. Uh, Professor Nina Turner. Okay. I think she's Ohio State University. Anyway, she's an Ohio State senator. Uh, she put, what in the unholy hell at Bette Midler? This right here is unacceptable and unbelievable. Black folks were chattel for 250 years on this soil. Innate humanity denied generation after generation. In 2019, it will be 400 years since the first 20 Africans were forced here. Don't ever. (laughs) Don't ever. Yeah. That's where it it ends right there. Mm -hmm. Did you see her apology? So she's the the greater victim there. Uh, Julie Peacock. She's a candidate for California's 42nd congressional district. She said, no, a million times. No, good Lord. When will we stop pretending we don't have privilege? My skin is white doors open for me. That will never open for women of color. Stop, stop, stop. Never this comparison ever periods after each one of those. What? See, I thought she was going to get yeah, it. I thought, I, she for was a like, second, you had me. No. A million times, yes. no. Good Lord, when will we stop pretending we don't have privilege? My skin is white. Doors open uh, for me that will never open for women of color. So stop. Close. Stop, stop, period. Never, period. This, period. Comparison, period, ever. So Julie close. Peacock. So close. So really, this is just saying, uh, hey, hey, hey. I'm the greater victim. You see my scars? Look at this. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm the greater victim. No, no, but look at my eye. It's look. All look. a competition to be to see who can get the most attention. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. 
Direct Fire is a jet-fueled political thriller that's now available in paperback. It's taken from the 30 years of military service of Brigadier General Anthony Tata. His books have gotten high praise from George H.W. Bush and Glenn Beck. In Direct Fire, a Delta Force veteran races against the clock to take out terrorists gathered in the North Carolina mountains. The terrorists have already taken down military brass and civilian leaders, and that's only the beginning. Direct Fire is on sale now. Just visit AJTATA.com. That's AJTATA.com. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Wow, Chris is really triggered by this song. I am, because in what right mind does a producer sit and say, okay, yeah. <laughs> Women are the N-word of the... Uh, I can hear yeah. it, John. Yeah, John. yeah, yeah. I, nailed it. Absolutely. You know what? I can see these going bigger. You, you know, know what? what? Uh, hang on. Hang on one second, John. Hang on. Let me just... Uh, go listen, Sarah. We're gonna need you to book some studio time for John Lennon in about an hour. He's gonna record his what I'm sure will be a new smash hit. Women are the N word of the world. So get that in right now. I think, what were you smoking? Hey, John. John, listen, <laughs> man. I heard about that song that you're gonna record. Oh, you Women did? Are the N word of the did? world. Yeah, I did. Oh, would dude. You, I'm telling you. you. I'm telling you, it's going to be I great. know this. I'm asking a lot. Oh. Would, would you let me play drums on it? Would oh. you let me? Would you, you know what? I've that? not thought about it. We need a drum. That's great. And and Steve really wants to play sax yes. on it. You yes. know what I mean? He, he can go, you know, <laughs> as soon as I said N-word, I want him to just <laughs> emphasize right. the N-word right, right there. You can yeah. do that. That's yes. going to be great. Absolutely. John, I think you've nailed this oh, one. Oh, this, <laughs> this is a platinum. Actually, you know what? No, this is a double platinum. Even at the time, people were like, what the hell is this? That's what I'm saying. That's why I asked if when was this song, you know, created. Because I'm like... And Yoko's on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. Hey, do we have the song again? Listen, did you hear her? Yes, I did hear her, yes. Listen, listen, listen. What you listen? Listen. Here we go. Listen specifically. Listen. Woman is the nigga. Woman is the of the world. It's probably hard to hear. Let me... I'll, there it is. There. Stop for one second there. Uh... She's playing a bongo. All right, put the picture up again because she, so so Yoko is the chick with the bongo. Yeah, if that's if that's the one from because yeah. yeah. this was actually recorded live. This was a um um oh, what the heck's the guy's name? Oh yeah, that's a beautiful bongo. Yeah, right that's there. it. Uh, Dick Cavett. That's who it was. That's a pretty good bongo right there. Yep, and she actually is responsible for Four. three beats. Ooh, she does. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh, wow. D- yep. Dude. And one, the first beat is uh-huh. right in the center. Oh. And the other one's off on the, the edge of it right there. Got it, got it, got it, got it. That's what that's her. That's what she's doing there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, I got to get over there. We're going to perform now. Bongo out. And when, and I'm not joking, <laughs> she actually makes sure to set up the microphone. No. Yeah, as they're getting ready. No. You can see her go over there. She's getting it because you got to get You have to get on. the right angle. Got to get it on it there. It can't be, you, you know, don't per, miss you have that. To angle, you know, because you'll miss That's it. what makes the song. You, you, That's the you, one where that, people are like, you know, John, bongo, yes. I wasn't sure I could get behind this, but damn that bongo. That's just, woo. I mean, people are focusing on the sax, but not me, man. Not me. It's the bongo. I'm all about the bongo. Wow. That's. <clears throat> yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, stay off of drugs, kids. Stay off of drugs, because that's what we're talking about here. Absolutely. John went nuts at that point. So uh, Julie Peacock was upset, the candidate. Um, African-American studies professor Imani Perry was a little triggered by it. Who's that? Uh, Imani Perry, the great African-American studies professor. Out of? Please. 
please. You're just embarrassing yourself. Am I? Okay. Yes. Uh, Imani tweeted, and I didn't assign gender. Not that I don't know if Imani's a man or a woman. So you don't know. I no. I'm just. You don't hold, know. No. I'm saying. You don't know. If it's a- I don't want to assume gender because that's not what we're about here. Really? No. This show no. is not about gender. <clears throat> Imani might be two spirit. I did not ask for okay, you know, Imani's personal pronouns. Okay, that, okay. Imani tweeted, yes. "Just no, horribly offensive. This reads like like quote Stop treating white women like n words. It's not fair." In other words, she's. I'm sorry. He Imani's suggesting the reason this is offensive is because when they read what Bet tweeted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They heard it as white women saying, stop treating white women like the N-words because it's not fair. Wow. Right? Yes. Okay. And then Tim Black. Who? Tim Black. He has uh, some uh, internet show called Black at Night. Oh, okay. He uh, tweeted, black women were literally and legally property. Fact. Many white women owned... Slashed abused slaves right along with their husbands. He continued, ever seen a lynching picture? Guess what you don't see? What? White women crying. Respect American history. I am so confused right now. You ever see white women crying at a lynching? No, I've never seen. Think about the last lynching you went to. Did you ever see a white woman crying there? I'm going to... No, I've never been to one. I'm sorry? I've never been to one. I'm so- that is not what I asked you. I've never been to one. Have you ever seen a white woman crying at a lynching? Yes no. or no? no? No. No, no, done. So there it is, proving. When you were at the lynchings... But I've never... never- hold it, hold it. Have you ever been to a lynching and seen a white woman crying? No, done. Okay, then white women don't cry at it. Not at the lynchings you've been to. I've never been to a lynching. Not the question. Have you been to a lynching? No. And have you seen a woman? No, nope, because I've never been there, as I just already said. Hmm. <laughs> kind of screwed that. I did. <laughs> I give up. I give up on life. Like, <laughs> you were like, David, how come that didn't work? I know, for it did me? not work. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, absolutely. But you, you, you are you going to cover her apology? She oh, had, yeah, we got the Bette Miller apology. What's she the, apologized. You have the apology. What yes. It? And again, <clears throat> let me share again what yes, her original please. tweet yes. was. Yes, here we go. Women are the N-word of the world, Beth, Beth tweeted. Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, enduring the pain and danger of childbirth and life in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Now, real quick before we get to the apology. What triggered people was the N-word thing. If... If she had just not brought, if eliminate that first part, okay, and just put, women are raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education, inheritance, enduring the pain and danger of childbirth in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Yes, most people would not have had a problem with it. That had a problem with it. Yes, absolutely. A few still would because she said they are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Okay. So from my perspective. Mm-hmm. It's the offensive nature of the N-word thing. Number two, the overall concept that women somehow are victims. Okay. 
Again, in, in America. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So what is her apology now? All right, so she tweeted the that first tweet at 4.50 p.m. yesterday, right? At 10.23 p.m. yesterday, she tweets, the too brief investigation of allegations against Kavanaugh infuriated me. Angrily, I tweeted without thinking, my choice of words will be enraging to black women who doubly suffer. Doubly suffer. Both being a woman and by being black. Okay. I'm an ally and I stand with you, always have, and I apologize. See, I feel like that's not really an apology. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is an apology. Number one, she said, I, I apologize. She didn't really say, I'm sorry. Okay, you can take the apology. Yeah. But the initial offense. No. She explained why she yes. did it. Too brief investigation of allegations against Kavanaugh infuriated me. So that's the backstory. Yes. Or what triggered her. What triggered her, Angrily, yes. I tweeted without thinking my choice of words would be enraging to black women who doubly suffer, both by being women and being black. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not... So you do... Dub- you, I'm sure she already believed that anyway. Absolutely. She didn't say that women are not the end no, of the world. No. She said, I'm an ally and stand with you and always have, and I apologize. She didn't say women are not the N-word of the world. And that's how you say, I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm sorry because I believe that women are not the end so of the world. So what she's saying is she believes it still. Absolutely. She's just sorry for triggering people. Absolutely. And she offered an excuse. Yes. Like, I'm saying I'm sorry, but don't blame me. I was triggered. This is the same thing that Roseanne did when she said about the ambient. Yeah, Beth didn't mention the ambient, though. No, she didn't. Now, she would have been funny. That would have been really that, solid. That's a true comedian right Actually, there. Actually, that's what uh, Roseanne needs to get on. Absolutely. Oh. So speaking of everybody being triggered, lots of people saw, in fact, I saw all kinds of media people commenting, even Britt Hume. On Who's that? Kathy Griffin, the old anchor from Fox News. Oh, it's okay. kind of re- semi-retired. Okay. Okay. He's very buttoned up. News guy oh, okay, for years. Yeah. Was at ABC and other places. Anyway, the Kathy Griffin tweet toward oh, Lindsay. Oh, did you see that? See what I'm seeing? Everybody saw oh, it. Oh, And it yes. was like, at the F you, but go. set it out. Lindsey mm-hmm. Graham, F you, at, go down the list of Republican senators. Oh, yeah, she Mitch McConnell. Yeah. She went down a dozen of them. The last couple were. And finally... <laughs> F off. Was it F off? Something yeah, like that. Is, uh, F, go F yourself to like yes. Lindsey Graham or something. Yeah. It was Chuck Grassley, Orrin Hatch, John Cornyn, the same format, just scrolling down. All caps spelled out F U at their Twitter handles and F U at Senator Senate Majority Leader. And finally, yes. go F yourself at Lindsey Graham, blah, blah. By the blah. way, why is John Kennedy getting an F U? Is he outspoken? I mean, is he. Uh... That's. He's not the Kennedy's. Kennedy. Oh, okay. Is he the? This is the senator from Mississippi. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, so he deserves that fu. Yes, absolutely. Well, he's from Mississippi. He's an old white guy, and he's a Republican. So there you go. Did you see my response to that? Let me see. Yes. Based on what Kathy Griffin. I mean, it's all cap. She is triggered across the board. What Got is it. Kathy's claimed profession? Comedian. Yes, she claims to be a comedian. She identifies comedian. comedian. Now, the rest of us dispute that. Absolutely. Right. And she's gone that crazy. That leads me to, this was my tweet. Okay. She has the wrong temperament to be a comedian. Absolutely. She's tweeting those things because of Brett Kavanaugh. He has the wrong temperament. Yes. Doesn't she have the wrong temperament to be a comedian then? Absolutely. 
And I like how you put it, hashtag Beach Week. Oh, yeah, hashtag Beach Week 82. (laughs) That's the hashtag, Beach Week. I like that. That's what's triggering everybody. That's pretty good. All right, uh, get the tweets in, hashtag what I learned today. We'll get some more years coming up. I'll get a quick break and back with more. Oh, yeah, so uh, uh, Huckabee is scheduled to appear 15 minutes from now. Yes, I'm scared now because I saw him being promoted over there. He's going to be here. Are there two Huckabees? So what you're saying is you saw that he's going to be on Fox News today. In New York. Yes. And yet he'll still be able to be on the air with me. Right? I'll walk right into that one. So much like Lawrence Jones was here yesterday. I think that break sounds good about right now. There it is. So there it is. All right. Let me get a break. Get back with more in a minute of the Morning Blaze. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. Diverse morning show on the radio. Uh, because HR said we had to. So, it's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Joe Battaglia joining us in studio now. He's the author of Unfriended, Finding True Community in a Disconnected Culture. What do you mean true community? You mean just because we're so divided, trying to find our way back from that? Yeah, Doc, I think the uh, the issue is when I look around me and see all the Lack of civility. What the hell does that mean, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> that right there. Well, right. That right that, there. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling like here. The N-word of the world. That's what I'm feeling like. Me and Beth Midler. You know, I do a lot of interviews, and I've been yeah. in radio 44 years. That's one of the most wonderful expressions I have ever been interviewed with. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. And so... <laughs> That'll wake you up. If you're out there and listening, I hope you are awake right now to listen to this character. And I am privileged to be here. So to to be, um, when I feel things in culture that um, I am really concerned about, I write about them. And so I grew up in a great type of community. I'm a son of immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a first generation. Whereabouts? What area? Uh, Well, from Italy. Uh, I live in New York area. Is that where you grew up to? Yeah, in North Jersey, just outside the city. Uh, My parents were born in Italy, in uh, Calabria, right by the sea. And all they did was take what they had there and translate it into New Jersey. (laughs) So a farm, we grew vegetables, we had the chicken coop, Mm -hmm. when you could do things like that. You know, my grandfather dug out the wine cellar. And so... um, when you're surrounded by that kind of presence and you understand the value of intersection and hearing stories and sweating with people alongside you and being with people different than you, you recognize the genius of our nation. We are all different yet one. And that's our motto, right? Uh, And the reality is I think we understood that to uh, be fully human the opportunity to be with people unlike you is what we're about. And the problem with just staying on the internet all the time and in social media where everybody is like you 
everybody thinks like you, everybody looks like you, unfortunately, then that creates sameness and smallness, not enlarges you as an individual. Mm -hmm. And I think we begin seeing that played out Mm -hmm. in our world. And that concerned me, so I just wanted to write about it. And of course, I write from a biblical principle foundation. Mm -hmm. And so I say, where did the first community start? And as a Christian, I say, well, it starts in the heavenlies, in the first true community with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then it is modeled and translated into earth, and we get a picture of what community might look like in the person of Jesus and how he relates to others. And that's what I wanted to look at when we study that. Because the word community can mean a lot of things, too. A lot of times, probably first comes to mind means the block you live on. Mm -hmm. But it's not it. It's the people that you engage with on a regular basis. Yes, I would think that. And I think there are three elements to community that I've outlined that I think are important. Uh, Intersection, communion, and sacrifice. So let's go through those. Intersection. Right. I think, um, and I like to use stories, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in the Bible, when we find Jesus... Uh, with those stories of the woman at the well Mm. or the story of the Good Samaritan. The reality is this. We have to be on the road in the first place to meet with people unlike us. We cannot meet with people. We cannot be a good neighbor if we have no neighbor to intersect with. That's the only way we get to be with people. And unless we are with somebody that is unlike us even, then we really don't find out about what we think, Mm -hmm. who we are. And so the woman at the well, great story. You know, Jesus goes out of his way to be in an area that he's not supposed to be in, meeting with a person he's not supposed to meet with. And she is so taken by that that she goes back and tells others. So the principle is, unless we go out of our way to be with people unlike us, they will not go out of their way to tell people about us. You're both taking something away from each other. Yeah, that's the whole point. uh, becoming better because you've learned about them. What what about the communion? Do you mean that um, pretty biblically related when you say communion, that we should commune together? Well, I think think just the nature of what communion is, which is transliterated from the Latin word, which means to impart, to share, right? And so unless I share in my life with you, Unless I stand alongside you, sweat alongside you, feel the, um, the dreams in your heart, look into your eyes and see eternity in your soul, unless I sometimes have conflict with you, right? That's how I become better because it's often conflict that makes two people come together, not similarity. And so when I find out that you are really like me more than you are unlike mm. me, It is that where I grow as a person and and the problem we see being played out in our culture today. I mean, nobody likes anybody anymore, it seems. And that's tragic. And so we need to get outside of being online to be in line to meet with people. What was the third? Uh, Sacrifice, which is sorely missing today. And I think the greatest example. Chris, you should be sacrificing more. (laughs) No. Absolutely not. For you, I think that's part not. of the problem with sacrifice. We, we're, we're ready, Joe, for everyone <laughs> yes. else to sacrifice. Right. Yes. And so uh, where do I take that from? You know, the Good Samaritan, the, that parable, the reality of what he sacrificed in order to stop along the road to help that person was his time, his money, and so forth. So that's a sacrifice. But then I point out what was the greatest form of, of sacrifice, and I call the cross and Calvary a community Because that, to me, was the ultimate in community where Jesus died for us. 
And I think there's a reason there, there were only two people on either side of him that day, not three or four or five. And I think those people are representative of you and me, that we want to hang with Jesus in a hip parlance kind of way. We have one of two ways in which to um, talk to him and see him. We can either ask him to save us from our situation, or we can ask him to save us, period. And I think each of us has a decision to make on that. Um, so I, I like the sacrifice, um, and I think that's a word that's really lost. We we conflate quite often <laughs> people giving with sacrifice. And right. That's very very different. If I have a billion bucks and I give you you know hundreds of millions, that's great. It's wonderful. It's nice that I did that. Mm-hmm. I help some people out. Whatever. Did I really sacrifice? Was that something I was going to sacrifice? Yeah. Is when I needed or would have used that. That, I, that I'm giving something away that I needed. Sacrifice. I have a bite of food, and it's the only food I have, and I'm going to give it to you. And the ultimate sacrifice is when I give you myself. Absolutely. Right? Right. And, I, and that, to me, is what's sorely lacking again. And so... So one of, one of the frustrations, though, is, um, and a lot of people, um, I think, would probably recognize this with social media and everything else, we're so divided about all these different issues, is, is the mislabeling. I think that's what triggers everybody. Mm-hmm. So there's a misunderstanding, and you probably understand this better than most people because your parents were immigrants. When we eat together, that's when we start learning about each other's culture. Food can be a great gateway into changing all of this stuff. We all like to eat, right? And that's where you learn about people. Well, that's part of the fun of learning about people, and fortunately, being raised in the New York area. The intersection of life is unavoidable. Yeah. Right? And then you begin to learn about people. You even begin to learn some of their language, mm-hmm. right? And you begin to use words and all that. You you mentioned the whole issue of immigration, which has just been gone crazy. Uh, and I like to take that story, as I did in a chapter on, in my book, which I call The Transcendence of Immigration. And I say, the ultimate immigration story is God leaving heaven to come to earth. Jesus then becomes the ultimate immigrant, and he really then becomes the ultimate dreamer. Parents forced to leave their land, come to a foreign land Hmm. where their son is born. Isn't that what we see as the dreamer? And so I think regardless of how you stand on that issue, uh, because we all know that, um, you know, we have to protect borders and things. There's a lot like, of issues that that's go very with logical, it. Right. right? And that's what government is for, <laughs> right. to protect its citizens. And yet, the way we perceive each other, Jesus says we're all immigrants, we're all aliens and strangers. That is replete throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. So, uh, I, I think when we begin to see others in that way, they look less like the bad guy and more like my brother. Uh, it's unfriended. Finding the true, finding true community in a disconnected culture by Joe Battaglia. Joe, where can people find it? Do you have a website yourself? Yeah, JoeBattaglia.com. Real simple. Of course, it's on Amazon. Right, all the big places. You know, all the places. But I want to make sure I mention your website again. JoeBattaglia.com. And what we'll do is we'll post it on social media across the board so everyone thank you. Can, can find out. Thank whatever. you. Joe, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Uh, real quick before you go. buddy of mine, uh, his uh, uncle emigrated from Italy as well. Mm-hmm. To your point about learning other languages, he went to work as soon as he got here with a bunch of people from 
Poland working mm. at a glass factory. There you go. And he learned Polish instead of English. <laughs> and then he learned a little bit of English later on. And he would tell people, I speak three languages poorly. <laughs> Back That's in a minute one. with more. In fact, Mike Huckabee scheduled to come up in just a minute on the Morning Blaze. Uh. Morning Plays with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Plays, on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yeah, I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And again, that hashtag what I learned today. Joining us now, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. How are you, sir? Doc, I'm doing great. Pleasure to be with you this morning. Pleasure to have you on board, sir. Now, our audience has been waiting for this because they know that uh, I'm a libertarian conservative on this show and have been for many years. But I've differed with you on some things. We've got our differences, Mike. You wouldn't know that, but we have. <laughs> well, that's okay. I've had differences with my wife, and we're still married. So okay, that, okay, then we can get through this thing, I'm sure. Now, I wasn't um, an Arkansas resident when you were governor, but uh, I am now. And I know a lady who claims to be your cousin. Her name is Laura Huckabee. I mean, uh, yeah, Laura Huckabee. Do you, do you know this woman? I do know her. She okay. is uh, a news station up in northwest Arkansas. And yes. A, a lot more talented than I am. Okay, I just and wanted to make sure. I've, I've been waiting for years to get a confirmation on that. So now well, we got she that. She doesn't on. like to admit it. She really <laughs> tries to avoid it. She almost had a legal name change because people kept asking her. All right, so I got to get your take first of all on um, on what's going on with uh, Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation. What's your take on this whole spectacle? Well, I think uh, we can thank the Democrats. They have done a magnificent job in awakening the sleeping giant of the GOP and independent voters across the nation, who up until the last week or so have been rather lethargic about the elections. No more. They are fired up and ready to go. And uh, the left has overplayed their hand in such a blatant and ridiculous way. And the shrill, hysterical rantings of the people on the left. Sometimes, Doc, I wonder, do they go home and watch themselves on television? And do they ever look and see what they have done and how they have behaved in public? their petulance, their tantrums, and do they ever just say, gee, I look like a five-year-old out there? Yeah, and I obviously don't. Yeah, and I no, I don't think they do. I don't think it matters anymore. I think, sadly, we live in a world where people, um, there's there's no accountability for what you said 20 minutes ago or a day ago or a year ago, and there's no consistency. It does not matter. No, it it doesn't, and I, I find it amazing that you have Democrats who will say things today that directly 180 degrees contradict what they have said before i I mean the fbi investigation they say we just want a one-week investigation all we ask for is open up the investigation well they did it and now they say uh you know what it wasn't long enough uh they didn't interview enough people and besides that we haven't read the report yet but we know we're not going to like that report so we reject it even though we haven't read it yet 
I mean, that's irrational. That's when you have lost the argument and you're just simply trying to outscream the other side. And it, I, I think it's unbecoming. And I do think a lot more Americans every day wake up and realize I don't want Chuck Schumer in charge of the Senate. I don't want Nancy Pelosi in charge of the House. And I don't want Maxine Waters in charge of anything. No, you're right. And I, the craziness here, we're talking about what started off as allegations and still unproven allegations of some sort of sexual misconduct from 36 years ago. And they say, Mike Huckabee, that they are in there fighting for women, yet how have they treated your daughter? Well, they've treated her poorly. Now, the good news is she can handle it, and she is one tough kid. She had two uh, pretty mean older brothers, and that made her <laughs> tough. But but the bigger picture of this is is that the liberals have misplayed this, believing that women are a monolithic gender that walk in lockstep. Well, that's a demeaning and degrading view of women, that they can't think for themselves, that they're not logical, that they're not capable of rational thinking. Because most women are, are looking at this and saying, you know, I have daughters and I want someone to take them seriously if they say they've been assaulted. But I have sons. I have brothers. I have a dad. I have a husband. And I don't want some falsely accusing them and ruining their lives and their careers. My own daughter has made this point, And I think it's a valid one. She has a daughter. She has two sons. She says, of course, I want my daughter to grow up in a world in which she's respected and treated decently. But I don't want my sons to have their lives forever ruined because somebody just throws allegations that cannot be corroborated by one single witness. And that's what really is at stake here. Do we really still practice a presumption of innocence until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt? Or is it now we have turned the Constitution and the Fifth Amendment on its head? Uh, do we have due process? Do we have the ability to face our accuser? Uh, Doc, the truth is, we are shredding our Constitution with this kind of uh, emotion-based uh, drama rather than saying we have to look at facts and only facts in order to take someone's life and liberty from them. You know, I think your daughter has done, all in all, a pretty good job. She's in a really difficult situation, uh, maybe one of the, the uh, most difficult from from a press secretary. I mean, it's just incredible how much um, the administration is attacked, whether you like him or not. I mean, you know, front line. Um, she's, done, she's done a pretty good job. And not to take anything away from, you know, her background or what got her there. Did you have any influence in her getting that job? Well, I mean, only in the sense that, uh, you know, I've, I've known President Trump then Donald Trump, the you know, the apprentice star for many, many years. I talked with him numerous occasions when I was in New York every week. Uh, then, of course, we were together during the campaign where he uh, excoriated every last one of us on the stage, uh, eliminating us. But I, I you know, tell people he was not my first choice because I was my first choice, but he was my second choice. And as soon as I left the campaign trail, I endorsed him. Uh, he offered my daughter a position. It wasn't that I got it for her. I think he came to respect her. Uh, I'll tell you this. He loves her. And when I talk to him, he'll always say, Huckabee, you're a good guy. I like you. You're great. Your daughter, she's better. And that's what I hear from him every time I have a conversation with him. But uh, he appreciates that she really has a different background than most press secretaries. Most are former journalists. So they go out there wanting to be pals, buddies, and be nice. Uh, she's a political operative. Her background is not press. It's not um, doing a journalist job. It's being a a, a political operative, and she's done that her whole life. When she goes out there, she sees her job as defending and protecting uh, that president and that White House 
So she's a political warrior more than she is just somebody out there disseminating uh, disseminating information and trying to make nice with a bunch of people like Jim Acosta, with whom you cannot make nice because uh, he refuses to do anything other than try to make it about himself. Yeah, it's all disingenuous. We know that from Jim Acosta. You're right. It's about him. He, he's clearly biased, and he's just trying to get a pound of flesh most of the time to and, and partially motivated by agenda, of course. But no, yeah, her background was different. That's part of the reason I asked about it. She was a an interesting choice, and obviously the relationship that you had with Trump during the debates and everything um, it seemed very odd, especially then when you didn't end up going to the one debate there was a lot of questions. Hey, are you guys doing a deal? Is there a deal being done? No, there was no deal. Um, you know, the fact is, I just like him personally. And I also believe that he was the only other person on the stage who was reflecting many of my personal views uh, regarding things like the trade agreements, regarding uh, issues that involve Social Security and, and uh, how we need to recognize that that's not some government handout. People have paid out of their paychecks for that. There were many things that I really appreciated, not the least of which was that he was owned by the, the people in D.C. and the donor class, that he paid his own way. And I love the fact that he was not beholden to the same people who have ruined politics in America. Okay, so this is the frustration, though. We see a group of people, you, Donald Trump, everybody else on stage, and you beat the snot out of each other, and not just about certain issues, but some of it actually gets kind of personal, and a lot of it from the president, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to go ahead and support this guy now. That's frustrating well, for us. you never heard me ever, ever say anything about one of the other candidates on that stage that was personal. I never attacked one of them, and I continue to say, none of these guys on this stage are my enemy. They may be my opponent, but only for the nomination. But I'm not going to say something that I would later live to regret, because if I become the nominee, I'm going to want them standing on the stage. And if I'm not the nominee, I'm going to have to go to the convention and tell everybody what a great president they would make. And I can't hardly do that with credibility if I've spent the last several months telling everyone what a bum they are and how they're incompetent to be president. And I think there were a lot of the people on that stage who had to, uh, to eat a big bowl full of their own words and some of it has come back, you know, to truly embarrass them because of the things they said. You never heard that. You cannot find that tape of me saying that. Uh, my my issue was I knew Hillary Clinton better than anyone on that stage. I knew what a disaster she would be for the country. And uh, I focused my attention on why any of us on that stage would be better than letting her be the president. OK, we got to cover a couple of things. First of all, you got your show that's on TBN. It's doing real well. Yep. And that's is, Saturdays? Uh, celebrating a year. We've just completed our first year. We're uh, this weekend starting episode one of season two on Trinity Broadcasting Network. It's on every Saturday and Sunday at 8 and 11 Eastern. It is, a, I think, a fantastic show. It's wholesome. Uh, there's just enough politics to keep it uh, current and uh, informative. Uh, but we're not all politics all the time because I don't want people on the weekend to have their blood pressure to go up to 300 over 200 after mm-hmm. hearing this kind of stuff all week long. So we have comedians, we have acrobats, we have a lot of music. We do the show in a big theater in Nashville, Tennessee. We have a live studio audience. Uh, It is an incredibly fun show. And if people have not viewed it, I'm pretty confident that if they do, it'll become a habit. They'll either DVR it or watch it live. 
or catch it online, which they can do at TBN.TV. And we'll, we'll go ahead and post a link to all that so people can find it as well. But it's Huckabee on TBN Saturdays, and then it airs again on Sundays as well, so people can check that out. Mike, I have to ask you, one of the things I've been critical of was the, the question over your email database that you had gathered over the years being used to uh, sell some questionable products. I found that frustrating. Well, you know, if you have an email list, people uh, will tend to rent it from you. Or, uh, and I'm sure Breitbart, uh, you know, has their own, and uh, I'm sure that Blaze has its own, and yeah. every entity out there has has an email list, and and they allow people to use it. Um, there were certain things that, after a while, we decided we did not want to associate with, and we discontinued. But that's uh, that's almost like you own a Walmart store, and you have some products, some you put on the shelf, and then you later decide. Yeah, we don't want to carry this anymore. Yeah, but it, se- it seemed more like it was uh, using faith in people who have a strong faith to, to push products that were questionable, maybe even some snake oily, oily type stuff. Well, I'm not sure exactly what you're referencing. I mean, there's some things we've been happier with than others, um, but I, there's nothing that I felt like was uh, on the level of, of snake oil. So I, I would have to uh, strongly push back on that doc and say that, uh, you know, there were, there were some questions about things we we had, but I don't think it was questionable uh, in in some sense that would make it lacking of integrity. So uh, one of these, we are big fans of your uh, social media posts. Uh, my producer co-host, Chris Cruz, will often uh, bring them up. You, you yes. make with the yuck yucks quite a bit, Mike. Well, I enjoy Twitter. I do it for my own amusement. And quite frankly, one of the things that I like to do is to uh, to just have a little fun with the people on the left. And I figure that if they will spend all day attacking me, which they do, um, <laughs> right. I'm tying up their time so that they're not affecting people that really care and that we get all worked up about it. Because frankly, what they say about me, it just does not bother me. It's going to take more than they've got uh, to ruin my day. And I, I just take it with a you know, tongue in cheek and have some fun with it. So uh, it's part of my life post politics to enjoy uh, saying what I want to say and doing it with a sense of humor. Because you got a lot of dad jokes going there, too. There's yeah. a lot of dad joke type stuff. There's always room for those. Okay. You know, always room. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to challenge I'm going to challenge you a little bit here and see if you can answer any of these, okay? Why okay. do chicken coops only have two doors? I have no idea. Because if they had four, they would be chicken sedans, Mike. <laughs> oh, that, that's pretty bad. That, that's worse than I would have. <laughs> I want you to write these down. You feel free to use these. Now, you know this one. I know. This is a dad joke you would know. Why do cemeteries have fences around them? You know this. Hmm. Oh, I figured you'd get this. This is an old one. This is. Uh, see, I'm not as into the dad jokes as you think. Mine are not. <laughs> Go ahead and finish yours. People are dying to get in, Mike. That's why they... I've heard... Oh, uh, I didn't get the fence part, but I've often passed by cemeteries and said, you know, it's the most popular cemetery in this town. So, yes, I get that one. Okay. All right. Did you hear about the man who got fired from the calendar factory? No. He I took a couple of days off. Oh. So, see... <laughs> now, I'm, I'm happy to send you a list of these if you want. You know what? Why don't you just send them to www.idontcare.com. Uh, <laughs> write this down. That's... Where's my pen? Hang on. I got this. <laughs> All right, I'm happy to write for you in the future. I'll put that out, okay? You know, I'll give you a call when that ever comes up. I'll okay. let you know. I'm here for you. I'm ready to go. All right, sir. Again, sure. it's Huckabee on uh, TVN, and uh, they can look it up online. We'll tweet out uh, links to it as well. All right? Thanks. Great to be with you, Doc. Take All care. right, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
Did you know those ones? No, I did not. I think Mike knew them. You think so? He knew the cemetery one. Come on. You think so? That's a, everyone knows that. That's if you, I didn't know that. Well, that's because you're younger. Everyone knows that. Oh. So if you're over the age of 40, of course Sarah, you know did that. did you knew that joke? Oh, okay. See? She's over the age of 40. What do you want? <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. She's in the early 20s. Psst, okay. Did you hear about the two peanuts who are walking uh, in a bad part of town? No. What happened? They got assaulted. Oh, I like that one. They did. I like they that did. one. Yep, yep. I like that one. Yeah, why did the Clydesdale give uh, the pony a glass of water? Why? He was a little bit hoarse. He was a little, oh. he was a little hoarse. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> Jerry, about the, uh, the guy who dreamt he was a muffler? No. It was horrible. He woke up exhausted. He was... Uh, oh, man. So he was exhausted with the... Oh, could have gotten that one. Tell me these aren't things. I'll bet we go through, we find these on mics. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you handled that pretty well. Thank you for letting me. I could do. Thank you for letting me ask about her his daughter. I see you took the daughter question. You did not let me ask the daughter. Those question. are the only topical things right now. The other things we've could have been critical of are specific things, yeah. and I would have been bogged down in a whole debate. Yes. I'm happy to debate him on each of the issues that he's had and gotten wrong over the years. But the two things that came to mind that were general that I had to question him on was number one, the snake oil type stuff. Yeah, because that was one of the biggest questions that the audience was asking. And I didn't, again, challenge specifics, and I wanted him to say everything's fine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had brought up, well, what about this or whatever? Yeah, that doesn't help. It, w- it wouldn't have helped. He no. would have denied it, didn't yes. remember it, any of those things or whatever. But we can now go through a list, either past or future ones, and say, he finds all of this stuff. So he's on record as saying all of those mm. he feels comfortable yes. basically endorsing. Absolutely. And then second of all, I, I'd ask him specifically about what kind of deal was done with the daughter. His yeah. daughter, as he said, did not have a background no. in this stuff. And then all of a sudden he's on stage. And I didn't know, honestly, if he had ever specifically bad-mouthed Trump. Trump or any, or, or any of the other candidates. I'll take him at his word on I that. Do, I do. And I was when he said that, I was trying to think. And I, I am... 80% sure that he did not. He probably he probably did not. That's not That's, his shtick with this yes, stuff. Absolutely. I know Marco did. I know Ted did. I know Trump did. You know, those all went back and forth, yes. right? The challenges. So I'll give him that, and that's fine as well. But the fact remains, in general, that's what I hate about politics when they do this. Absolutely. And, and Cruz, and if I had him on, I would ask specifically about absolutely. the, how do you endorse? He'll give you a BS answer, but that would yes. be one I would still have to yes. answer. Uh, Stinky Biscuit saying, uh, and we missed this one. Sorry, Stinky. I just saw it. He says, ask the libertarian chicken joke. <clears throat> oh, darn Come it. Come on. Uh, Am I being detained? <laughs> how do you make holy water? How? You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> See, I bet he knew that one. I bet he knew that one. By the way, uh, that's similar to how you make chitlins. How? You just boil the crap out of them. Uh, oh. See, because they're yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like that or whatever. I like DMXDM says, that was great. A couple of hard hits, a couple of softies, and with jokes. Typical of a couple of guys older than Ted Cruz. Let's just move on and tell people about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile at patriotmobile.com slash doc. <laughs> or as you're driving around today, dial 800-A-PATRIOT and sign up today for a plan. Patriot Mobile has amazing nationwide coverage you don't have to worry about it this is not 50 years ago well they didn't quite have cell phones then but 20 30 years ago can you hear me now can you hear me now you don't have to worry about that patriot mobile they got you covered it's great customer service second to none and they also have really good deals you're likely going to save money i feel confident say i can't imagine a scenario you wouldn't if you do a comparable plan they just are that good at what they do because 
although they are capitalists, they also believe in promoting ideas and values that you and I share. Conservative causes. Conservative causes. So could they double their price and make sure they could do that or whatever? But they also want to keep it low in order to help you and then be able to take a little bit of that money and give it to those other causes and things they support. If your bill is $25 a month, they take out of that $25, they give a little bit to the NRA. Just a little bit. From their pocket, from from their side. They could take more profits. Absolutely. But they are out there committed to helping you out today. It's a great plan and a great company. Please sign up. One of the best ways to do it is when you're stuck in traffic or commuting anyways. <laughs> like or, right now. <laughs> let's say you've got a spouse that's blah, 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 and you're like, uh, hang, hang on, I just, I'm on hold with this. Yeah, and you just Or you give her the phone. Hey, honey, can you, can you take care Sign of this? Up for you're talking remote. already. Just talk to this person. Right. Now, if they're around the house giving you blah, 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 and you're like, hang on, I'm on, I'm, I'm calling Patriot Mobile. <laughs> it's only going to take you about 10 minutes or so to switch yeah. over. Or will it take you two hours, wink, wink? Exactly. You claim to them, I'm still on hold, still on hold. But their customer service is great. They'll take about 10 minutes. It'll take 10 minutes. You're good to go. Sign up today, patriotmobile.com slash doc. You can get phones. You can take your own phone and sign up with the plan, your existing phone, or you can get one from them for just four bucks a month. I know. Enders or iPhones models starting only at $4 a month. Ender data plans, 20 bucks a month. Same as downtown. That needs to be their slogan now. Data plans, 20 bucks a month, same as downtown. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, sofa surfing Mordecai pops in Why here. Why do I do Begins this to uh, myself? Begins sofa surfing. And oh, I like that. Sofa surfer. Sofa surfing, yes. He's the silver surfer, sofa surfer. <laughs> now it's yes. a scarlet sofa. Scarlet, yes. I He's like the that. scarlet surfer. All right. Anyways, he pops <laughs> in here. And I mentioned that I had uh, posted a GIF yesterday. There's a little video, or maybe it was a GIF, of somebody pouring candy corn in the garbage, as they should. The only yes, proper absolutely. way to eat candy corn oh, is to away. not eat it. Yep. Yes. It is horrible. It's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. It's not even candy. If you like Don't it, say candy. you've been institutionalized. Or absolutely. If you have like Helsinki. No, that's Helsinki Center. What's the other place? Guantanamo Bay? No, not Helsinki. The other place. I don't know. <clears throat> Anyways. You've been institutionalized. You've been brainwashed. Anyway, they put it out. And I say GIF, and Mordecai says... GIF. Do you mean GIF? And I said, okay. I said, GIF or GIF? I keep asking this, and people go back and forth. They said, it's always been GIF. And I said, I hear GIF as well. And Chris confirms it's supposed to be GIF as well. And you said, it's always been GIF because why? How do we know it's pronounced with a G as opposed to a J? Because gift. G-I-F-T. Okay. And people say it's what about giraffe? Yeah, and I just don't. It's like see, G-I-R. And yeah. why? Because of the e at the end. 
Of giraffe. Right. That's what's doing it. Yeah. That makes it a soft. You know, I before E, before I. You mean uh, like give? Yeah. It also has an E at the end? Yeah. Okay, don't, don't, don't don't be giving me that look because you were totally on my page. I was, I am on your page. Uh, I am, I do, it's GIF. Yeah, it's GIF. And Uh, it's always been GIF. Can you document this? Yeah, I can. That that definitively proves that it's. Yeah. And not Jeff. Yeah. Because I hear other people say Jeff. Yeah, all those people are wrong. Okay, I am tired of this. As a society, we need to decide. It has been no, decided. It has been gift for a while. It's been gift for a while. It is not. I still hear Jeff. And I had people tell me it's supposed to be Jeff. I'm tired of being corrected. Just tell me what it is. Is GIF. it GIF? GIF. GIF. If I hear one person tell me it's Jeff moving forward, I swear I'm going to lose my mind then. This. If I go to this. GIF. This. Hold on. Yes. This, this is right what's here was going to get you all crazy, yes. naked in a clock tower. Right here, GIF or yes. GIF? Yes, because I'm tired of people going back and forth. Let's decide. Nobody has been going back and forth. Is it for you? Yeah, no, I have, we've had this discussion several times on the year over the last couple of years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I guess. Okay. So we've all decided it's GIF. It's GIF. Right? Everyone here and knows Gapedge, that it's GIF. Right? Huh? JPEG? GAPEG. <laughs> If it's if you're telling me GIF is supposed to be, why isn't JPEG? And how come the peg the G and peg isn't J? So what do you say when you when it's a PNG? I don't know. Peg? I'm asking you. How do what I do pronounce you mean that the, one? The G and peg isn't. The G J. shouldn't it be a G or a J? No, it doesn't it's a have J. an E after no. it. It's a J. It's JPEG. I, I know the G though should be a J because it doesn't have an E after it. <laughs> and the J is that a G or? A, Oh, say so. It's a, yeah, but it's JPEG doesn't it's start a with a G. Thank you. It's Thank a JPEG. No, it doesn't no, start with a G. But it doesn't have an E after it. But it doesn't matter because the E, the word doesn't start with the G. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hi, it's uh, Doc Thompson, Chris Cruz. If you're new to the broadcast, please share with what you've learned throughout the program with hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. What an odd, odd day. It's been great. Come on. You can't finish an interview with Mike Huckabee being get all back serious. I know, I'm just saying it's been an odd, odd day. And I really am annoyed by the constant argument of GIF and GIF. I just figured it's going to be something people over and over again for years. It annoys me <laughs> just because I was like, I don't know, am I getting this wrong or right? <laughs> so what are we settling on? Oh, no, it's GIF. It is? It's now GIF. you're saying GIF? Yeah, it's GIF. I was just trying to mess with him. Oh, my God. And absolutely, I messed with you. This. And then so it is GIF. It's GIF, yeah. It's GIF. And I can stop qualifying it and saying GIF, GIF. Yes. Because that's what I usually end up doing. GIF or GIF or whatever. <laughs> no, no, it's GIF. It's absolutely GIF. I was just trying to mess with him. I guess I'd mess with you too. But it's GIF. Okay. So, and what does it stand for? Stand for Jiffy? Yes. It's a Jiffy? No, it's a, it's a, it's a graphic. 
It's, it's got to stand. Is it like an acronym? Is that what it is? Yeah. Like graphic inner something? Inamovable uh, force. Okay. See, had you not give that little know, pause, you would have had me. If you you were so close to I having know. me on that. <laughs> I know. You just, yeah, you just, <clears throat> all right. <laughs> let's uh, let's get back to the phones. Han von Spakovsky. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I thought he was ready for it. Sorry, yeah, get I a couple so. of tweets before we get Hans. Uh, in. TJ Toppin saying graphic image image format is GIF. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. the reason the yeah. graphic versus got it. Okay. Yes. Oh, real quick, let me remind you about RidUzone too. Oh, RidUzone, yeah. RidUzone, great product. If you are a little more concerned about the holidays, um, there's a couple things you can do if you're trying to lose weight, especially because mm-hmm. first is Halloween. You got all the candy, right? If you're a candy lover. Couple things you can do. You can try Riduzone. Okay, it gives you that fuller feeling and also boosts your metabolism, so you're losing weight. Absolutely. Or you could just eat a couple of pieces of candy corn. Hurl. Um, I wouldn't recommend that because that's kind of the anorexic that thing, but it candy. does have the effect. Absolutely. Because candy corn is not candy. Horrible. It is atrocious. And and what's with the little BS? Of just doing a different color of candy corn in a different shape, and look, it's hearts for Valentine's Day. It's the same. T- it's the same stuff. Whatever mm-hmm. they make that out of, you know what I'm talking about? Where they do little, yeah. little hearts and yeah. stuff. It's horrible. That's horrible. horrible. Yeah. And with all the other candies out there, like I could see if no other candy existed, and you okay. go, oh, this is kind of the, a different way to use mm-hmm. sugar and whatever. Okay, for I could come up with a hundred candies off the top of my head that are better. Do you like those uh, orange peanuts ones? No, this, this, yes. the foamy little foamy, peanut. Yeah. Okay. What about the peeps? No, those thank three you. are all bad. Oh, all of those are bad. <sighs> Rate those in order. Like if you had to eat if one I of those three. Go, mm, I'll go peeps. Peeps. Uh, the candy corn and candy the corn, corn and then the and yeah. then the orange peanuts. Yes. And why is it peanut shaped? It's what? orange and it's thank puffy. You. Is that the only mold they had? They're like, I'm just throwing a peanut thing. Absolutely. It's circus peanuts. Absolutely. Horrible, Absolutely. horrible candies. Now, <clears throat> I have heard of. if you take, and this works, okay. candy corn and peanuts together, it's like one of those payday candy bars. Oh, oh I can see that. Yes. And they're actually yes. not too bad yes. then. So it's tolerable. Yes. So if you're forced with eating candy corn, eat some peanuts with it, you're good to go. So you first take your Reju Zone, then... Yes, then you you're going to go because you're going to eat less and it'll yes. get you through the holidays. So bottom line, if you want to lose weight, go to RidUZone.com. RidUZone.com. Order a three-month supply right now. Use the promo code DOC. They're going to give you a discount. Boom. You are all set throughout the end of the year. <laughs> Mickey just said that. Mickey said the only way to eat candy corn tolerable is candy corn, peanuts, peanuts payday bar. Done. Golden. There it is. Gold. Good to go. Well RidUZone.com. Try it today. Hans von Spakovsky joining us now from the Heritage Foundation. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing all right. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. You know, I so saw I was looking at schedule yesterday and I'm like, oh, Hans is going to be with us. And I, I'm driving down the road and I was going, you know, I really like his name. I, I don't know if I've ever told you how much I, I like your name, Hans. No, hold on. We love his we name. We do. Every time I see an email in the house, I don't care what he's talking you're, you about. You can do anything, you go, Hans. You're going to come here you want, because you could sell a snake yes. oil. We're good to go. I just want to say Hans von Spakowski. <laughs> of course, you can't say it right, but okay. <laughs> Happy to well, have it's you. A typical, it's, it's a typical name for somebody from Alabama. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have to talk about uh, what's going on. It's uh, more than 50 years after the passage of the Civil Rights Act. And, um, of course, recent studies, complaints filed with the U.S. Department of Education lawsuits against uh, places like the uh, Harvard and the University of North Carolina show that there's a lot of these academic institutions that really engage in blatant racial discrimination, Right. Yeah, and in fact, there's a trial about to start 
in a lawsuit filed by um, Asian American students against Harvard. And the evidence that they have found in the case so far is really, I mean, it's really, it's really shocking. It, what the evidence shows is that Harvard decided that Asian American students were just too good. You know, they're yep. so academically qualified. Uh, they, they do such a great job in, in high school that if they allowed Asian Americans in based on their qualifications, they would have too many at Harvard. And so they've basically put in these quotas. And the, even though for the past three decades, the number of Asian Americans has been uh, uh, going up, the number of, of Asian Americans in 1821 has been going up, it has stayed almost exactly the same level at Harvard, only about 19, 20% wow. of the student body. And the way they do it is uh, they, in addition to your academic qualifications, you know, extracurricular stuff, all that, they give you a personal rating. And the personal rating is, you know, how are you a social person, you know, et cetera. Asian Americans consistently, uniformly get low ratings and the personal factors. And it's very clear that they're using that to keep them out of Harvard University. And this flies in the face of how all of affirmative action and quotas and how they weight this stuff on universities or to get into universities was sold to us for years. It was always like, listen, you know, because of this majority of whites that have this white privilege, we need to make sure to make pathways for other people. And they made this argument over and over again, but this shows they're not really interested in, you know, the minorities and making sure they have opportunities. This is about social engineering. You know, that, that's exactly right. And, you know, what's so shameful about this is that uh, what's happening to Asian-American students is, unfortunately, exactly what started happening to Jewish students oh. in the 1920s. In the 1920s, the president of Harvard said, oh, you know, we, we don't want to allow too many Jewish students in here. They're, they're so academically qualified that if we uh, don't change our, uh, the way we do admissions, why they're going to take over the campus. And so wow. they Harvard put in guess what? A personality factor. <laughs> exactly the same thing they're wow. using today. And I mean Harvard a couple of years ago finally admitted that they had been they they did this for several decades in order to keep well-qualified Jewish students out of Harvard. What is their argument now? Do they do they admit to this? Uh, in the lawsuit they they refuse to admit to it, but it's pretty clear when you look at their internal communications that they see nothing wrong with what what they're doing. And in fact, it's not just Harvard. The, the The lawsuit discovered that they regularly have meetings with other schools, people like Stanford, Princeton, Yale, where guess what? They sit around in a room and they read out what their percentage of a newly admitted student is based on their race, and it's very clear because they all want to be, be sure that they're admitting the same percentages. They don't want anybody to be way out of whack. Uh, look, you can tell what's going on by this, too. There's one elite university in the country that does not consider race in its admissions. Uh, they also don't consider legacies, and that's Caltech, you know, one of the top engineering schools in the country. How are Asians represented there? 
43% of the student body. Compare that to the 20% at Harvard. Yeah, see, there's there's definitely something going on there. And by the way, it's not just colleges. If I remember right, we just had this issue come up in the last year or so with um, the the schools in New York City, part of the public school system yes. where the, the specialty schools, I can't remember what they're called, right? Right, right. No, the top, the top uh, high schools there, these are the ones um, like Stuyvesant that you have to take a test to get STEM into. Schools, yeah. And May- Mayor de Blasio said publicly that there were too many Asian Americans at those schools and that they ought to get rid of the admission tests so that they can, in, in essence, do racial balancing at the high school. Wow, this is so troubling. It's it's troubling by structure that, that someone would even consider this. But then the insult to injury is I'm always told I'm a racist because I don't support affirmative action in these quota programs. No, it, 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 you're not. The people who support them are racist. You know, look, what the worst thing about this, too, is, is that the people who supposedly benefit from this, for example, black students, Hispanic students, who, who their race is, is a positive factor, they actually don't benefit from this they suffer from this and the reason for this is there's a number of studies out there that have come up with a what they call the mismatch theory and what what they're talking about is look i don't care what color you are if you're suddenly put in a class with people who have a lot more uh, credentials than you a lot more education you're going to struggle and the mismatch theory says that when for example hispanic students are allowed into one of these elite schools where their qualifications, their testing, all puts them way behind all the other students in the class. Well, what's going to happen to them? They're going to be frustrated. They're not going to be able to compete. They may drop out. All of that is actually going to hurt folks, whereas if they got into the schools they were actually qualified for, regardless of the race, they're going to do fine. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen that over and over again, but for some reason. I mean, I got to believe that in their heart of hearts, they know all of this, Hans. They just still want a social engineer. I mean, that's what I think they're up to. Oh, look, I agree with you. And, you know, the big argument they always put up is, well, we want diversity. We, we want diversity of, of thought. That is the most racist attitude you can imagine, because you know what they're saying? They're saying that the way you think, the way the opinions you're going to have on issue, that depends on your race. Can, can you imagine anything more racist than that attitude? Right. Well, and I want to talk about one other disparity on college campuses. For 20, 25 years, women have disproportionately graduated uh, from college. Uh, men or males uh, decreasingly graduate, and that's been going on forever. And yet we're constantly told that women are also being kept down so to speak. Well, yeah, the, the, the data actually doesn't show that. You, you know, every year um, liberals put out this study showing that supposedly women are paid less than men. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when you take into account training, education, things like that, that uh, disparity disappears. It's incredible. And, and it is such a um, regurgitated narrative, even the one, I mean, we're in the middle of this Brett Kavanaugh hearing debate that has been just, you know, everyone's obsessed about for weeks and weeks. Uh, and I keep hearing the narrative of, of how um, few 
people falsely accuse people of sexual assault. And when you go and you look at the history of where that stat comes from, it comes from a book written, I think, in 1972 that really had no basis for it. And everybody just quotes that or other studies that quote that. And these things just become part of the the lexicon. Oh, oh yeah. Listen, in fact, um, there have been hundreds, literally hundreds of lawsuits recently filed, many successful by students uh, at college campuses who were falsely accused of sexual assault and rape um, and basically went through uh, what you can't even really call real trials where their due process rights were denied, the ability to have lawyers representing them, et cetera. And the students, they're winning those cases because of false allegations being made against them. So where, uh, where do we stand with this case, uh, the Harvard case? Where is it, where is it at and what's likely going to happen? Well, uh, Harvard filed a motion for summary judgment. In other words, they filed a motion saying, you ought to just dismiss this case, no trial, because uh, the the plaintiffs don't have any facts to support their case. That was just denied by a federal judge in Boston. And uh, so the case is going to go to trial, and the trial is supposed to start uh, towards the end of this month, October. So uh, Harvard's about to be in court. And uh, all the evidence that the plaintiffs have pulled up about the discrimination that Harvard's practicing is going to come out. And then, um, obviously, uh, it will be appealed regardless, right? And then it's a matter of if it goes to the Supreme Court? I can just about guarantee you, (laughs) this case (laughs) is going to end up in the U.S. Supreme Court, and I suspect that'll be two or three years from now. Okay, that's what I that's what I fear. Usually, it takes that or whatever. But yeah, you know, either side's going to appeal it, right? (laughs) It's gonna gonna happen. All right, Hans, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate it. We'll go ahead and tweet out links to your stuff from Heritage as well. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. That was Hans von Spukowski. 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 One more? Spikowski. Nailed it. Yeah. By the way, every time I see his name, it reminds me of Monster Sync. Uh, the green, oh, yeah. the little green guy. Why? What's one his eye? name? Mike Wazowski. Thank you. Mike what? Sukowski. Sukowski. Something. This is Spikowski. Yeah, but it's the same thing. They're Not both Sokolowski. From They're both from Mississippi or Tennessee. Uh, Alabama? Alabama. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Dang it. You should have just let me have that. I, I said never... nailed it. Yeah, after you corrected me. So you nailed it. You set it up good. Set it up good. Hans is really smart. The people from I Heritage just, are awesome. Oh, yeah. Do, do, yeah, big fun. Do, I, every time I see his name, though, it does make me happy. It absolutely makes me happy. And you find yourself saying, you're like, huh? Well, and, and I can't quite like always get it, but it's, it's always a little bit of a challenge. But it's fun to say. Go ahead and say it. Hans von Spukowski. Hey, if you get a chance today, please uh, check out Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens at BrickhouseDoc.com. It's BrickhouseDoc.com. It's get people, those field Doc. Of greens. It's people. It's not people. Oh. It's greens. Green people. No, greens like vegetables. Vegetables? It's No, not vegetables. Vegetables. Oh, vegetables. Yeah, you know, like leafy greens and broccoli and stuff like that. Ew, gross. So it Love tastes disgusting. The broccoli. No, it actually tastes great. I know you're thinking like, oh, it's like... Broccoli flavor no, and it's Spanish not. flavor? No, it's got a light little sweetie type taste to it too, whatever. Oh, so it's like candy. No, no, it's not. No. It's nothing... You'll love it. Here's what you okay. need to know. It's got a good taste. It comes in powdered form. You mix it with the liquid. They say water, about eight ounces. You can mix it with other things, put it in a smoothie, whatever, um, and drink it down. Mm, you'll love it. It has a pleasant flavor, but even if you want to put the other stuff with it, you can. Apples, whatever with it as well. But 
It also is a full serving of your recommended daily vegetables that you're supposed to intake. Oh. So probably want a couple of these uh, a day or... You know, if you're already going to have some vegetables at dinner, you can still do this for one of the other replacements. So before the power hour that Stu is scheduled to have in about 10 minutes, he should take a shot of Philip Green because obviously he's not having his greens today. Probably not going to have them today. And if he does, they're going to come back up. Absolutely. So get the Field of Greens in now and you are good to go. Notice, folks, although Chris said, I'm going to ask Stu if he talked to you. Notice he didn't parade him in here because obviously Stu told him in the hall that he did talk to me. No, and I try to go, and you, you literally sit down. And notice, okay. notice, I have not seen this alcohol that you were going to show me that it's actual. I never alcohol. said I was going to show you alcohol. I've never said that. On the air, you're like, I'll prove it to you. I'll no, even have you try the beer. Oh, That's my. what I heard. Again, you speaking your truth. I am speaking my truth, which is not true. No, there's my, my truth may be truth, but the truth is Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens is awesome. Yes. BrickhouseDoc.com. Try it today. All right. Is that it? Did we complete it. all that stuff? We complete all that Good I to go. Good to go. Even, look, Sarah Coke just passed with a beer. I did not see it. Sarah Coke passed. Oh, there's a beer. She's not a beer. She, she has, has a, a beer. candy bar or something. No, that was that was a six pack. She can't drink. It's not for her. It's she's for She's nursing. I know she's nursing. You know what? Let me get a break in here. Uh, get your final tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today, and if uh, deemed worthy by Chris today. No, not me. By Chris today, uh, he will put you in the show clothes. But Don't if he doesn't me. read yours, it's his fault today. And it's a Mordecai production. Stand by. More coming up next. <laughs> Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning plays. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned I now want Brett Kavanaugh to get confirmed just to trigger Alyssa Milano. Yes. Ab- That's it. It's actually all the entire that. nation. I just want to trigger the entire nation. It's all I got. I, Absolutely. I'm even beyond that. It's Absolutely. just trigger Alyssa Milano. Okay. That's all Cookie. it is for me right now. <clears throat> we learned that Bette Midler is one of the N-words of the world. Absolutely. And who did we learn that from? Yoko. Bette Midler. Oh. But who sang the song? Yoko and Lennon. Who? Yoko. And Lennon. What's her full name? Yoko Glaflaski. Nailed it. We learned Hans von Spakovsky is more fun to say than Mike Huckabee. Aww. Isn't it? It's so true, though. Isn't it, though? It's so true. Huckabee, you always feel like you got to say it like that. You got a little... And they're both from, like, Alabama or something. That's right. Uh, we learned what the three-legged dog said to the bartender. What did he say? I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. Ah, uh, nice! Yeah. We learned what what happened to the magician when he got out of rehab. What happened? He turned into a bar. <laughs> See? It's so lame, yeah. but I love it. So we learned lame, what, but I love it. What time... Uh, I'm sorry. We learned about the guy who invented Lifesavers. What? He, uh, he made a mint. Oh, not that one. We, we learned uh, what time the man uh, had to go to the dentist. That's sad. You know what time he had to go to the dentist? Uh, Tooth hurdy. <laughs> Tooth hurdy, Mordecai. 
his tooth hurts and it sounds like 2.30. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? As of today, I'm one step closer to meeting my dream girl, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sad. Uh, also, I learned if you think candy corn is candy, you have to be deported. Uh, yeah, it's not. I would rather have... Uh, yeah. 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 No. Okay. No. Just about everything. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all you learned? That's all I learned. Yeah. What if anything did the listeners learn today the, as deemed worthy by Chris Cruz? The C42 saying, if you're surprised that leftists are racist, you're doing it wrong. Good point. Scott saying, Harvard is racist and Ken Corn still sucks. Thank you. Stone Stack in Florida man saying, hold on. Hold a on. Friday discussion on candy and no appearance by the Blaze Chris Christie. Jeffy. <laughs> Uh, that's a good point. You really should have been there. Yes. Does he like candy corn? No, I don't okay. think so. Uh, Constitutional drunk saying candy corn slash read your song commercial is very strange. <clears throat> I don't know. I thought, it, I thought we nailed it. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Jacko Eric saying, Doc, the only way to eat peeps is melted on a s'more. Oh, I'll give you that. Then it's something completely different. Yeah. Right. Donna with a dag joke. I mean, for example, if I were to take hot and ready okay. and put it on actual good pizza... Okay, yeah. And then throw out the hot and ready. And Boom, it's good. Got it, got it's it. It's good, right? Donna with a dad joke saying, Doc, what is a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Oh, man. Ah, uh, winner, winner. Oh, Chicken dinner. Man. Cincy Bronco saying, I'm so glad Doc confronted Do uh, Huckabee on his Twitter. Huckabee's needs to go up in his Twitter game. Yeah, I think so. He needs to get it up there. I'm going to help him. I'm going to write, send him all these. And Barry saying, it's GIF. With a G, G sound, so people hey. don't think you're talking about peanut butter. Why would they do that? I use Peter Pan, so. Oh, you know your Peter Pan. No, you know no, no. Uh, Tech Roof said, <laughs> said, ah, now I'm starting to think my Huckabee is going to talk about the new numbers from procrastination. Oh, I didn't get those. I'll do those Monday. What else do okay. we have coming up Monday? We're talking about the economic freedom of the world. What does Glenn have coming up? Power Hour Challenge with Stu. With fake beer. What is Glenn wearing today? Uh, Beach Week 92. Oh, is it Beach Week 92 shirt? Yes. All right. Sounds great. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Mordecai production. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Now, you go home. Chris is out. Sorry. Sorry, it's on you, buddy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.